A huge congratulations to Whalen Bay. They are the number one dealer in sales in the nation for Mako and Tahoe boats. How cool is that? Hey folks, Captain Kevin Favor here for Whalen Bay Marine, and I've been telling you for years how much I love the Mako Pro Skiff Series. They're an absolute inshore fishing machine. But don't forget, they also carry tracker boats, nitro performance fishing boats, sun tracker pontoon boats, and Tahoe boats. Now you want some bigger news? Whalen Bay is now the dealer for Ranger boats. The new Ranger Saltwater Bay boats look amazing. Also, Ranger Aluminum Series and Ranger pontoons, which are perfect for fishing and just relaxing. So now, no matter what your boating needs are, Whalen Bay has you covered. And I can promise you that when you buy your new boat, all the folks at Whalen Bay will make sure your boat is rigged correctly and in a timely manner. You can do all this at Whalen Bay in St. Augustine located at 845 State Road 207 or give them a call at 217-3778 or visit whalenbaymarine.com. Whalen Bay Marine, your authorized dealer for tracker boats, Nitro, Sun Tracker, Tahoe, Mako, and now your full line of Ranger boats. And remember, every day is a boat show at Whalen Bay Marine. Welcome to the Nimbic Chevrolet Outdoor Show, brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. I'm Captain Kevin Favors, sitting in with Captain Kirk Waltz, and yes, two weeks in a row, Captain Scott Shank. Morning, boys. Good morning. Good morning. And uh, Chris Wayne spinning the hits and singing the hits here on the Outdoor Show. Yeah. Good, good morning, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good morning, Chris. <laughs> like, like sitting in a campsite fire with Eeyore. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh. great to be here. Oh. Yeah, welcome the to the show. Welcome to be sleeping. Yep. So much fun talking, fishing, and hunting. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about this yep. morning. I mean, there's some some uh, things going on, and uh, fishing's been fishing. We were we were talking about this. Um, it's 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 always interesting comparing stories uh, like Mayport. In St. Augustine, and, and, and how yeah. how how in line things are. Yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, it, it's it's not like you know Kirk saying, "Oh my God, we're killing the fish here." You know. Yeah, it's the uh, same. Yeah, it's 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 the same. And 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 the only thing, and the reason we're saying this, folks, is because fishing has been tough this week. I mean, there's 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 been some some kingfish on the beach. You know, yeah. for, the, for the most part. Um, offshore's dead. Dead. Absolutely dead. dead. Yeah. I mean, you know. I have I, not heard of a kingfish I, I, getting caught offshore yeah, yet. I had our, our doctor, Dr. Dudley Berenger, yep. you know, I, 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 I sent him a text because they fish whatever Wednesday. Yeah. Yes. And, and, uh. I'm like, you know, don't don't go offshore. He didn't even bother to call me, so I figured yeah. he either got a hold of you first or whatever. Well, he was out of town, actually. Okay, yeah, he was they, in Carolina. They, yeah, they didn't fish, but, um, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it was interesting listening to him on the radio. Mm-hmm. Um, been some nice cobia caught this mm-hmm. week. So yeah. all of this tells me there's a thermocline. Agreed. I, I, You know, it's so funny because somebody said something to me the other day, uh, Clay Phillips, I talked to him briefly, and and – they were telling me that they were, you know, they had fished the tournament last weekend. Yep. And a lot of guys that fished the tournament had listened the weekend before to us and, and obviously had done some probing and fishing themselves and found that it seemed like there was a bigger school of striking fish closer to the coast than way the heck off the coast. Right. 
and then then turn around and talk to you guys sporadically. Chip Wingo and and I talked to Chad Starling last night and talked to Steve and Jeremy and a lot of the Mayport guys. It's been kind of if if you're if you're going to go bottom fishing, you need to get out past the hundred line, right? You know, if you're fishing inshore, the fish are closer toward the coast. Chris Savitz called me on the radio today, and and he was five miles out, and he had sailfish up behind the boat, mm-hmm. and they actually hooked a sail. And so, I mean, that tells you something. And then hearing that, when I went out Sunday, I fished with Jeff and Dylan mm-hmm. before Dylan shot off to I think it was Colorado to spend some time with his girlfriend. Jeff went out to to, to go call team. Let's uh, let me interrupt you and bring logs up. Speak, speaking of speaking of that, morning Jeff. Good morning, Jeff. Morning, boys. How's, morning. How, how's Detroit? Oh, man. How about uh, 70 degrees oh. high uh, overnight, 55? Oh, oh you're killing I mean, us. Is that good enough for you? Oh, that's, oh. that's awesome. Talk dirty to me, honey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Hey, hey, when you can pull a sweater out of your luggage and go, I, I need to put this on. Man, that's oh, sweet. Man, you got to uh, be. I'll tell you, last, last night we uh, – we went to go check out the cars and I'll explain that in a minute. So I sitting there going, you know, it's going to cool off. I see, I need to wear something warm. Well, I didn't bring anything. I didn't bring a sweatshirt. I didn't bring a, like a long sleeve kind of cotton shirt or anything like that. So I had to double up, man. I wore a t-shirt and then a, uh, a like a long sleeve button up hook shirt, you know, and I yeah. was like, all right, that'll work. And it was, it was chilly. Yeah. Mean, nice. Oh. No, was, that was about right. But I'm sitting there going, you know, if we had this in Jacksonville, our necks would start swelling oh, yeah. up, and we'd start scraping oh. under trees. Yes, we would. Yes, we would. <laughs> Peeing in the bushes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fighting each other. Oh, yeah, pushing on each other in the front yard. Hey, what's going on, man? Oh, yeah. Don't look. Don't look, look at me? me. Don't look at me. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. been hot. It was Jeff here. It was it was a barn burner yesterday. Um, oh, oh, yesterday yeah. was awful. I went up to – had to go to St. Mary's to – uh, looking Kyle's PO box up there. He still has a PO box. Some of his mail still comes up there. And I get out of the truck, and I was like, "Golly, this concrete as at the post office like heinous." So I walk over and look at the truck. Hundred and one. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday was hot. Oof. Oof. I spent Oof. five minutes at five o'clock vacuuming the trucks, and ah, I guess it ain't gonna happen today. And it, I just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he can wait. Pull the vacuum yeah. back in now. I'll get to another. And, and then my granddaughter, she's playing. They played LSU over in Baton Rouge uh, two nights ago, and so we're texting with her. I said, "How hot is it?" And she goes, "Pops, it's like ninety-seven on the field, <sighs> and they ran for ninety minutes back <sighs> and forth and back and forth." I was like, "Holy smoke, hey, man!" Yeah, no. You could see on their yeah, faces, was, they're just fried. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That was a nice thing about the weather. I mean, just first of all, p- personal enjoyment, you know, okay, that's always important. But, uh, you yeah. know, the Jaguars came out here to practice for two days yep. with the Detroit Lions prior to today's one o'clock preseason game. And so when you have practice in much cooler weather, you know, it just feels a lot better when you're playing, you know. Heck yeah. As opposed to Detroit Lions coming to Jacksonville, they, if the game were in Jacksonville, I mean, they would have came down and, would have been out in that 96 100 degree heat going oh. <laughs> yeah they'd have been dying you can check that box yeah. yeah yeah so it's always nice if you're a if you're a southern team to be able to spend some time up in a northern climate take a break from the heat get some really good work in with with a, an opponent that's going to give you some different looks you know you're going against different guys 
you know, and the good thing is, like today's preseason game, you, you probably won't see all the starters. You know, there's probably going to be a, a few of them that play. Yep. But the starters got a ton of work on Wednesday and a ton of work on Thursday against the Lions. So they're going to be playing a lot of the guys that they need to figure out. Are they going to be good enough to make our team? Right. You know, so the, the guys that are second and third team and fourth team, and you know, there's probably about. I don't know, seven or eight roster spots that they're trying to figure out, you know, so you've got to get a look at those guys and see if see if they can help your football team. You know that Christian Kirk can play football and Trevor Lawrence. Yes. Know? Yeah, those guys are pretty good. So, yes. They, they, yeah, and they, I think next week next week against Miami at home, you know, you'll probably play your starters a bit, you know, to kind of get ready for that opener. Mm-hmm. And, and then uh, after so that, for, it's a big cut, right? Yeah, it's, it's a little different this year in that you have 90, which the Jaguars actually have 91 guys on their roster because they have a guy who uh, is a roster exemption because he is actually from Nottingham over in over in England. Okay. And so the NFL always has some guys that they're allowed to add to the roster that don't count against the roster because they're foreign players. And so this player is from Nottingham, and so he doesn't count. So they actually have 91 players. And this year, you know, in years past, they would go from 90 to 75 to 65 and then down to 53 to the final roster, which is 53. Well, now they go from 90, or in the Jaguars case, 91, they go right down to 53. And that's that's a big cut. Wow, there's only one, one cut. Wow. Yeah. Wow. One cut. Yeah, one, that's a, that's one a cut. lot of decisions. And then, and then after you go down to 53, then there's a period of time that that every other team and the Jaguars can do this too to other teams. They can pick any of those guys that were cut off of other teams to add to their roster. So they get a little bit of roster shuffling going on. And then after kind of that settles, then the teams establish a 16 man practice squad. So okay. the rosters, and you're going to add some guys to injured reserve. So you're going to end up having probably in the neighborhood of 70 you know, maybe low seventies on your football team in different capacities, whether it be active roster, practice squad, injured reserve, non-football injury list, the commissioner suspended list, like Cam Robinson's going to be out for four weeks, and so he won't count against the roster for four weeks. You know, so a lot of a lot of figuring to do, and and that's why today will be a a great opportunity to watch some of these guys. You got to figure out: are they going to be here or are they not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got a question so, for you, Jeff. Good. I always wanted yeah, to know. Yeah. Being Florida boy, you know, you get up in a situation like Green Bay or something. It's snow and it's twenty below on the. Do you feel that? I mean, as a as a oh, you know oh, as a native oh, yeah. of Florida, but I mean, you are you. Well, you're more, talking about if you're playing. Yeah, even if you're playing, are well, you more colder? Do you get that I'll bird give you, lung I'll give you situation? Story, okay, when. When I was in New York, it, it's it's not where you're from; it's where you're acclimated to. That's okay. right. Yeah. So, for example, when you know I grew up in Virginia, and then my first six years in the league were in New York, and then obviously the last four in Jacksonville. So, when I was in New York, the first thing that I used to do after being in the league for a couple of years is I wanted to know when we had to go to Miami to play the Miami Dolphins. And the reason I always looked at that is because if we went early in the year, I'm like, okay, I can deal with the heat a little bit because we're coming out of our summertime. Well, if the, if the game were in Miami in November or December, I was just going, jeez. And, and the reason why is because 
in, in New York in October, November, December, it's cold. It's cold, you right? Know, so you're you're used to the cold, and then all of a sudden you go down to the heat, and it just crushes you. It does. And so you know, always wanted to. You know, if you were playing in a colder weather climate, you always wanted to go to the hot places early in the season. And then if you lived in Jacksonville, for example, my last four years, okay, if we were having to travel to Buffalo, I'd rather go to Buffalo in September, Mm -hmm. right? Because it's not going to be minus 40 degrees and (laughs) blown 40 miles an hour, (laughs) you know, which by the way, I played in, I played in that game in Buffalo and it was, it's the coldest game in the history of the Buffalo Bills. It was minus 40 and, uh, it, it was the. It was scary. It yeah. was scary cold. Minus 40, and the wind was blowing what, like a cold and, game in Buffalo and, Bills. And that field was uh, plastic, right? Turf. Yeah, yeah. turf. Oh, Has there ever been an NFL game canceled due to cold weather? No, no. Cold, cold will never <laughs> I, I mean, okay. I've seen them bring the snow plows on there and clear yeah, the field yeah, 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 between yeah, the yeah, corners yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I, I remember saying, seeing, what was it? It, it was uh, Minnesota played, I, I want to say, what was it the Buffalo Bills? Well, that was it. snowing, and it was like a, like eight inches of snow on the field where they couldn't hardly see the the hash marks. Yeah, well, you remember the, the was it the New England game, New England Miami snowball. Yeah, the snowball. Yeah. Where they had to bring the machine out so the kicker could that have was, a spot to kick. Yeah, <laughs> that was uh, I think that was New England Oakland. Oh, okay, okay. Well, Vegas. Right? Can you imagine that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was operating. the frickin' tuck rule. Yeah, that was the tuck rule. That's right. Yeah. That's that right. game had all kinds right. of... Conspiracy. Yes. Well, and the, and the most famous cold-weather game ever, arguably, was the ice the bowl. The ice bowl, sure. The Packers yeah. playoff game, you know, back in the day. And, yeah. That was you know, that was but, when everything know, was black and white. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's just exactly. interesting but, to know, think the, that how you could do that, you know, come from a the, uh, the, from a Jacksonville team. The other to, thing I want to tell you guys that uh, that I had an opportunity to do here, and uh, I mean, I'm a big fan of classic cars, mm-hmm. right? The old hot rods. Come on now, now you're and talking. Chris, are you your fan? Huge. Okay, all right. So, Chris, while we're on a on the conversation here, just Google search, okay, mm-hmm. Woodward Dream Cruise. Okay. Okay. All right. So. Bob Seger's actually wrote about it. Bob Seger's like a Detroit guy. I guess Gordon was telling me, and he had actually a couple lyrics in his songs about the Woodward Avenue. Okay, Woodward Avenue. And I was talking to this guy last night, sitting at a bench as we were sitting right at Woodward Avenue, and his name was Ron, and Ron was in his 80s. And Ron grew up in this area, and, and Ron said that he grew up racing on Woodward Avenue. Okay, Mm -hmm. and he said it was essentially the proving grounds for the big car companies, you know, Chevy, Ford, uh, Dodge. They all when they made a car, they would they would uh, send it to Woodward Avenue and race it, you know, because, I mean, back in the the, 40s, 50s and 60s, everybody wanted to have the fastest muscle car. Right. Sure. That's that's where uh, that's where Shelby tested his car, isn't it? I don't know if Shelby tested his car there, but I know there's a there's a story that's out there, and it's called the King of Woodward. And if you just search the King of Woodward Avenue, it's a great story about uh, the Dodge car that the, that the factory sponsored. They hired a guy, they lightened this car up, and sent it to Woodward Avenue to race. And this car, in its entire history, went undefeated 
in street racing on Woodward Avenue. Okay. So the King of Woodward, that's awesome story to read. Okay. Yes. So anyway, this, this Avenue became famous because that's where everybody went hot rodding and rock. Like Ron was telling me last night, he said, you know, we raced and raced and raced. And he said, eventually they started wanting to shut down on it after you know, many, many years of it kind of being you know, allowable not allowable, but accepted. And then he said, once the thousand dollar fine started, he said, you know, they had to find somewhere else to race. Well, back in 1995, they started this uh, benefit to help raise money. Kirk, you'll kind of chuckle at this, oddly enough, for a girls' soccer field. <laughs> and from 1995 to now, this thing has blown up, and it's now called the the uh, the Woodward Dream Cruise, and it happens every year on the third Saturday in August. And so today, from 9 a.m. until 9 p.m., this I think it's about 15, 16, maybe mile stretch of Woodward Avenue becomes literally like American graffiti. It's solid hot rods and oh, classic yeah, cars. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. The pictures are really cool. Everything you can possibly imagine. Over a million people come in for this thing. Wow. And, and 40,000 plus classic hot rod cars. Unreal. Yeah. And it's and so Wednesday I'm night. Heaven. Some of the police officers that uh, that were you know here for the Jaguars escort number whatever, and one of the guys on the Jaguar staff, you guys know Skip. Skip told me about it, and so Wednesday night we went and just literally parked and then sat on a knee wall and watched cars you know go by. And nice. there was you know there's quite a few. I mean, hot rods of all kinds. But then last night tonight, like you know, yesterday was like the eve of the big event. They almost closed the road up for this 18 mile stretch, and all these hot rods, all they do is cruise. And a million people will have their lawn chairs or sitting in the, the beds of their pickup <laughs> trucks and literally watching nothing but these cars and everything drive up and down Woodward Avenue. That's so cool. Well, That's we, did, awesome. we did that last night. Like we American did that fr- last night. Like American yeah. graffiti. It, it, it's, 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 I don't know, th- thousands of times by American graffiti. And there's not a classic car that you don't see. Okay. Right. I mean, I'm serious. Like, Name me a car, and I can tell you we saw it last night. Yeah, well, 38 I mean, Bel from, and Pontiac oh, Coupes. Oh, all, Kirk. Yeah, that's cool. Kirk, Kirk there, was more, there was more goats going up and down Woodward last night. Goats, Chevelles, Camaros, Corvettes. Nice. I mean, the, the old 32 Roadsters. I mean, just, that's It was cool. unbelievable. And, and some of the oddities, there was a guy that was driving this. Uh, it, it looked like a Volkswagen, right? Right. And on the back, you know how you like, you got a toy car. It's got the key thing. You turn it and then wind it up. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Uh, on the back of this Volkswagen, it had a key and it's spinning. Like, oh. you know, he's winding it up. How cool is that? Well, all of a sudden, I guess he touches a button. The whole body of this VW bug, old school beetle, raises up like a dragster does, you know, yeah. to access on the very back bumper. And all of a sudden, now you see the custom frame and the guy driving it and it ain't a Volkswagen. It's got this, you know, 500 inch cubic inch motor with a blower and everything. <laughs> nice. <laughs> wow. How cool was another that? one that had, Oh, it's another one that had a skull on it. Um, there was even, okay. Ring power would dig this. There was a Caterpillar hot rod <sighs> that had this giant diesel motor and this thing was in an all fully exposed. And of course, all in Caterpillar yellow. And it had, 
uh, and it was all in the shape of a hot rod, totally custom. I mean, just the things that we're seeing driving up and down the road. And here's the thing. The cops are very, uh, uh, what's the word? Tolerant. Tolerant. Very tolerant. Exactly. Thank you for that word. Very tolerant, Kirk. And they're doing burnouts at every light. Guys are are like almost racing a little bit for the first, you know, 100 yards coming out of the light. (laughs) And just thousands and thousands of people. Well, like I said, today's going to be over a million people buying that avenue. Wow. 40,000 plus hot rods. It's one of the top five, they say one of the top five hot rod gatherings in the country. And if anybody's a hot rodder out there and you want to come see a spectacle, man, come up uh, here to Woodward Avenue the third Saturday in August and check this out because I was amazed. Yeah, sounds like you just get your box lunch and you and, and just go eat your dinner and watch the show. Well, they got a, they've got these uh, um, chain of burger places. And so, uh, we hit one of them one night and then last night we hit, we actually were, we went to dinner after we went to Woodward Avenue. So we had like a little bit of a late dinner last night and we went and had ice cream, <laughs> we had ice nice. cream while we were watching the hot rods go by for, and That's we watched cool. them for two and a half hours. We watched them. Wow. What a treat. Night. All right. Let's, uh, let's take didn't, a, didn't, didn't want to leave. Uh, I'm sure. Let's, let's take a break. And, uh, when we come back, we'll do uh weather. The tides, uh, we do we do have a little change coming, which we talked mm-hmm. about last week. We need right here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show, brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show, brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. And uh, guys, the old saying: "It's not what you know, it's who you know." That's right. You know. So Jeff and uh, I know you guys. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I we're getting ready to do a weather and tides, but. I I was um, tarpon fishing on Thursday and um, mm-hmm. full up to the first bait pod, you know, kind of easing in there, mm-hmm. ease the trolling motor over, you know, hit the power button, beep, 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 you know, all right, we're beep, good. Beep, beep. And go back there and get the remote control, look at the remote control, and it says motor not found. I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh that's not Uh-oh. good. Uh, that's, yeah. You know, you're like, yeah, like okay, turn the motor. Hey, it's right here. You know, you know, turn, turn the, turn the motor it. off, turn the remote off. You try to reset. Nothing. I got nothing. I'm like, uh-huh. you know. And your charter's looking at you like, what, what are we doing? doing? And yeah, I'm what are you like, doing with that like thing? okay, I got to make a phone call. We're struggling. That's you what know? we're doing. So, so I called BJ oh. at, at, at Whalen Bay, and um, and and I, this my trolling motor Jeff is 86 inches, and it has a different remote than the the the, the old remotes. Um, it's okay. it's it's kind of it's it's different, and so and and BJ's like, I'm not I'm not familiar with that with that remote. So he went and talked to Cody. And and uh, Cody's like, I can hear him in the background. Kevin, do this, do this. And you go to systems, go down to pair. I went, you know, I'm scrolling down on my, I hit pair, beep, beep, motor found. Thank you very much. <laughs> so just a huge thanks to the guys at Whalen Bay for bailing me oh, out. Oh, yeah. Have yeah. you ever downloaded those? Do you have the app on your phone too? No. And, and, and You've got to do that, Kevin, because it bails you out. Yeah, I know. I know. Oh, Absolutely. I've got an extra remote. Yeah, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. i got an extra remote, too. i got two remotes and it all on my phone. Two remotes and have extra batteries. Yes. Because the batteries go kaputs, too. Okay, by the way, mine doesn't take batteries. Really? Yeah. Charge. I have to charge it. Oh, wow. Yeah, which, Charging cord. Yeah, mm-hmm. which really stinks, by the way. Mm. I mean, <laughs> of, of course, you know, in the beginning, I, I would bring it in the house mm-hmm. and plug it in. And it yeah. was just something extra in the morning. Of course, you know, like like my fourth trip, I forgot it. You know, yeah. had to get my charter 
I'm waiting for him. You know, I had to oh. get my charter to drive me to the house to, to get my remote control. They're on the taco going, are you yeah. waiting on anybody? Yeah. Well, uh, Kevin had a little issue yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. So now, no, I just I keep the charger in the boat. Um, you got a USB. Yeah, you got a USB. Cable. Yep, 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 yep. So anyway, it's it's kind of a pain, but it, it is what it is. But again, thanks to Whaler Bay, that, that was that was a bad feeling when you're like, oh, oh no. there ain't nothing because worse. you're you're dead to water. And you're hammered on the dash on the boat going, come on. <laughs> or you do the manual, pull out the anchor and the rope and the chain. It's like, well, no. f- fish, uh, f- f- fish and bait pods, though. You can't do that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, you know, you could, I could have probably used the big motor. But um, anyway, thanks to those guys. Uh, let me give you a little weather update brought to you by the Bearded Pig. And uh, obviously you weren't there this week because you've been in Detroit all week, Jeff. That's right. <laughs> uh, today, south winds 5 to 10, becoming southeast 10 to 15. Um, two to three, beautiful forecast. Uh, Sunday, southeast, five to ten, two to three. This is where it, it changes just a little bit on Monday. Uh, east winds, five to ten, two to three. Tuesday, east winds, five to ten, two to three. And then northeast on Wednesday, five to ten. Ooh. And then Wednesday night, east at ten to fifteen. So, and, and I think there's like three systems. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we got, we got to keep an eye on, on, on that too, Jeff. But it, oh, it, 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 it's um, you could definitely tell like like when I um, when I turned the jetties to go out in the ocean on Thursday, there was there was a crispness to the air. It was it was totally different. It was a totally different feeling. Well, and we had two inches of rain at the beach Wednesday. I mean, it it was a frog strangler. Yeah, we have it, it came we, down we, hard. We, yeah, we we got yeah. a shower. We actually had yeah. one point seven inches at wow, my house. Wow, that's a lot. That's at my a house. lot of water. Yeah, no. No, uh, we had lightning. If anything, yeah, down we did in St. Augustine for like two days, Wednesday and Thursday, yeah. maybe was a lightning storm. So. Well, yeah. there's, been, there's been some heat in these storms, too. Got tides, Captain? Tides brought to you by Angie Subs, the finest sub shop in Jacksonville Beach, right there at the corner of Pimmon and Beach Boulevard. If you hadn't gone in there and got your grub on, Jeff, they have the best what? Well, I can tell you this, Kirk. Okay, <laughs> just a quick story. Uh-oh. Okay. So here in Detroit, you know, after the practice, we're trying to find – a place to get us, you know, sub or sandwich or lunch, whatever. Yes, right. So I'm good. The first, the first day on uh, Wednesday, we went to a place called pot belly subs or something. Okay. It's a chain. Uh, not Angie's. Okay. Okay. Pretty so bad. Huh? Day two, which was Thursday yesterday, or two days ago, we decided to try a different one. So we'd like, all right, we'll go to a local place, not a chain. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So then we, we go to Troy Sandwich Shop, which Troy is the town. So, it's, you know, this is as homemade as it gets, right? Right. Yeah, you figure it'd be great. Okay. Okay. But again, not Angie's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, there's something like, to be said for know, fresh bread. You know? It sucks to travel <laughs> when you know that you're not going to get the same quality of sandwich as you do at Angie's. I'm telling Angie's. you, it makes the so. sandwich. Fresh bread coming out of I'm a telling you, and, and, and we and we were all talking about that. Me and Bethelli and Joe, and we were all sitting there going, "Jeez, you know, it ain't Angie's." No, there you go. It ain't Angie's tough standards. It ain't Angie's. Well, the tides are brought yep. to you by Angie's in that fine outstanding statement right there. But uh, I like these tides too this week too for the next couple of days yep. because mm-hmm. you've got low tides early in the morning, so mm-hmm. you got a four fifty low tide this morning, and then you've got eleven fifteen high tide which is good. It's not going to be very much, 4.5. With the way the winds are and the tides, it's really pushing some pretty water up on the beach. 
and it's really helping the tarpon fishing. If we get a little change in this weather, oh, it's these bull go reds yeah. are going to come flying in this river after this nor- northeast push. They're already starting to see some bull reds in the bait pods. Uh, I had a friend of mine, uh, Robbie Bishop, caught a bull red on the troll the other day. Did he really? Really? <laughs> he called me on the I've radio. I've never heard of that. And he goes, I got two fish on. And about 15 minutes went by, and I said, okay, what do you got? Yeah. And he said, well, you know, one of them was a, a, a little toonie, and he said the other one was a giant bull red. And I said, what? On a flat line? And he goes, yep. I'll be that gum. 42 feet of water. Can you believe that? <laughs> wow. That, that's cool. That is but cool. But that tells you something. That means they're starting to gather around right. the inlets. Right. Dennis Young stopped me the other day when we were catching bait, and he goes, hey, just saw a guy catch a bull red in that bait pod behind us. So that tells me they're staging. We get this northeast flow. They're going to come in the river. So it's, it. you know, hopefully this will be a – a wake-up call. Uh, oh, you know, well, it'll be a change for everybody. Well, we I, need I, it. I, I, I totally agree with you. We've been talking about this for two weeks. Back and hot, cha- hot. Oh, you know, Same I mean, pattern. Southwest every day, Jeff. I mean, it's great for tarpon fishing. Don't get me wrong, but it it's uh, it has drastically changed the, the, the king fishing. Now, and again, we talked about this too, though. A lot of times when this happens, Jeff, you got the cobia coming in, and uh, mm-hmm. there's been some nice fish caught this week. I mean, mm-hmm. some you know, some some 40s and 50s. They like that cooler water. They love it. Yeah. I mean, you yeah, put your do. hand in the bait tank, yeah, and you right. can feel you the feel water it. temperature change. Yep. Yep. You know? yep. I mean, trade out a 50-pound cobia for five kingfish every day. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to put the kingfish rods up. It's time to flounder fish, boys. Absolutely. I agree. I well, agree and, and I, you know, Jeff, you fished with Dylan the other day, and you all experienced the hot water routine. I mean, it's just when the water's hot like that, it just changes everything if, if it's an extended yeah. period of time. I mean, we struggled the other day. Yeah, it was. Yeah, the, the one thing that was enjoyable though, we had a nice sea breeze. The water was beautiful. Yeah, I mean, and we saw you know those uh, uh, little tunies and some Spanish all feeding on top. And yeah, we couldn't get those you know, to we were eat for to... nothing, man. No kidding. Oh, no. we were all over them, and uh, they just wouldn't eat anything. No kidding. You were throwing your little jigs and yep. everything. Yep, Jeff I'll was throwing it, and ripping it. They wouldn't touch it. And, and yeah, we ended up catching. A, I caught one Spanish on that on that jig. Yep. And then Dylan, you know, we wanted to get him one on the fly. You know, so he had a fly yeah. rod, and he's up in the front of the boat. And I mean, you think a fly would be perfect, you know, easy slam dunk, right? Perfect. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's he's ripping it, and they just they wouldn't touch that. In fact, uh, later on, we're like, you know, Dylan's it's a nine weight, you know, so it's not a a real heavy fly rod. So later on, when we were at a uh, a wreck. And we're trying to see if something will come up. And so Kirk's doing the, oh, you know, slam the rod in the water trick and we're dumping chum. And, and all of a sudden here comes some fish and of course, big barracuda. Uh-huh. And so Dylan's, you know, he's like, I want to catch, you know, a so, barracuda on the yeah. fly. <laughs> I mean, why not? Right. Why not? So he's, he's throwing it out there and the barracuda every time come over and they take a look, but they won't eat it. And so after him doing that for, I don't know, Kirk, what, like 30 minutes or 30 so? 30 minutes at uh, least, yeah. man, just whipping that thing, and changing fly. Yeah, and... he's, you know, trying to try everything. And I thought, so get, give, me, give me that thing. <laughs> I grab his fly, reach in the live well, grab a pogey, and hook the fly in the pogey. <laughs> Throw the pogey out there right in front of the barracuda, and, of course, game on. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Boom! It was pretty yeah. funny. Oh, yeah. That barracuda crushed it, and uh, and I couldn't believe it, man. He he landed. I, what, how big do you think that barracuda was, Kurt? I'd say mid twenties. It was a nice one. Yeah, it was a good sized cuda. I mean, that's that's a big fish for for a nine weight. Oh, he yeah. ran around the boat for like he, 10, uh, 15 did, minutes. Did, did he have a little piece of steel leader? 
He did. Okay. We used some yeah. seven strand. Yeah, yeah that's what I know? thought. Okay. I showed him how to do that. Yep. And he's like, "What's this knot?" I said, "It's a figure eight. And he goes, "Really? Yeah. Said, oh, that's It'll way, hold. That's too uncomplicated yes. for Dylan. It's yeah. just that's going to hold." <laughs> the funny part, Jeff, yeah. was when he pulled the fish up to the side of the boat, and he's going, and and you, Jeff's videoing and and taking pictures, and I'm taking pictures. He goes, "Okay." I said, uh, "Say goodbye to the fly," and he's like, "What? Yeah, no, no, I said, no." I, I said, "I ain't sticking my hand down there, right? No, you know, forget it." Forget no, it. and uh, he had got to give thanks out to uh, to Willie because Willie actually gave Dylan some flies. Wow! And the, the the fly that he had to give to the barracuda was one of the flies that Willie gave him, and, and Dylan was telling Kirk about that and was very thankful. So again, thank you, Willie, because Dylan is loving all of the flies that That's you gave cool. him. That's cool. I don't know. I'm just not a fan of green kudas and grabbing them behind the head no, and trying to get a... That's a they're all slimy and nasty yeah, anyway. Well, and, you know, they I mean, roll on you. Yeah, there's just too many things that could go wrong. I 12 mean, 12-inch hookouts, uh, you just, uh, you're messing around with those teeth. Well, if Kirk was going to do it, I had the video camera ready. So oh, you did, yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah, you were, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if you get hurt, we're going we're gonna to have this on, on film. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're gonna have a bleeder uh, here. Yeah, it's bleeding. Kirk, Kirk will be the next guy that like the guy that lost his pinky or whatever. For yeah, the shark. You know, yeah, qualified captain. Yeah, yeah. You're sending yeah. that we'll, to we'll them. We'll put right? him on that. We send it. We'd send it right to the qualified captain. Here, man, put this out there. We did get. We did. Uh, we did get clocked a couple times on the bottom out there. Oh, we got locked up. What? Four, yeah, four times and lost yeah, rigs. Big, big to, enough fish that that my. Uh, my neurosurgeon probably wouldn't have approved of the amount of power I was putting into that rod trying to get something off the bottom. I mean, had that Saragossa, you know, 8,000 with that 80-pound braid locked down, and, man, they were still just – you couldn't get up off, get them up off the bottom. No. And I, then the I sharks. Had one, I had one that I literally set the hook on, and I, I, I think I got, you know, up and then reeled down four different times, and I'm like, yeah, I got them up. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm good. I'm yeah, I thought clear. he was coming up. And, and then, there goes the rod, rod that right back down. Oh, it's everything Goliath, you do, man. Goliath, Kirk? Had, I think it had to be. I think they were, they were big fish. Whatever they were, they were big. I think the, the the one that first one was a Goliath. I think some of the other ones were were you know after we kind of kept doing that, some of them might have been sharks. But that first one, I think, was a Goliath. I mean, just straight up and down it wasn't like it was running left or right right you know up you know i reeled down on like four or five times thought i was getting it up and then that thing went straight back down and that to me that's a glide yeah 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 when you just can't stop so, it and i did the figure yeah, eight yeah. thing you know we, yeah. we stopped and put the rod and tip in the water and did a figure eight back and forth and what's, back and what's, forth what's, what's, you've never what, done that what, when's the when's the last oh, time fun. you've heard of anybody catching an aj um it's been a couple of weeks a couple weeks. A couple weeks. They've been, they, been somewhere I mean, you. They, we, they've been catching. Uh, they're out and put their in 130 foot. Yeah, they're out there deeper. I mean, we used to go to Standish. We used to go to Interplane. I caught them at Andy King. Yeah. And Andy, uh, well, yeah. I caught mm-hmm. a, two nice mahis one day and a, and a legal amberjack off of Andy King. I would tell, tell people how far out that is. Six miles. Six miles. But okay. not, 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 then, not. That's close for AJ's. Yeah. Oh, so well, I'm just really saying, though, that they're not nowhere near as prevalent. 
No, yes, not they like used the, to be. No, because mm-hmm. Nine Mile, our little a rock number and stuff out there at Nine yeah. Mile, we used to go out there and be able yeah. to jig them up. I mean, Ponte Vita Grounds? Yeah. yeah. My gosh, you go out there with a broomstick like you're talking about and yeah. just start doing the figure eight thing, and all, and it was game on. Yeah, that's true. You know? I, I mean, when's the last time you called AJ at Ponte Vita Grounds? It's been years. Yeah, it's years. Been, it has been years. Yeah. Really yeah. has been. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and, and, uh, and I know we need to take a break. Um, but we, we when we come back, Jeff, I want to have a discussion about these – well, the sharks. Well, you're you're going to have to have that discussion without me, okay? Because uh, we we I got a I'm the driver of our uh, talent crew, so we're leaving here in a little bit to head to <laughs> the stadium because we're a pretty good piece to the north. So uh, I'll let you guys handle that, yep. and then don't forget the uh, pregame coverage starts right after the outdoor yeah, show right. today. Absolutely, we'll, 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 we'll be. Hey listed. Jeff, hey Jeff, since yeah. you're the driver, do not uh-huh. get in any drag races with any hot rods on the way over. <laughs> Hey, I can tell you, Chris, okay, you'll appreciate this. Yesterday, we cruised the boulevard before we parked, right, and sat and watched. Nice. Okay? And we were cruising in a Chrysler Pacifica minivan. Woo! Oh, boy. Oh, gosh. Uh, the windows down? Oh, man, logs turning heads. With, with the windows down. Yes, oh, sir. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Great. It's not, it's, not, it's not purple, is it? I can say yeah, I can funny. say that I cruise Woodward Avenue. Yes, you can. And I can also say I cruise it in a minivan. Yeah, oh, well, that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> you might want to just stick with the first sentence. Yeah, just saying. Uh, I know. I know. Yeah. All right, boys. Thanks, buddy. See you. We'll Have be a good broadcast, man. Yep, yep, yep. All right, thank you. <laughs> Later. 641-1010 if you want to give us a call. Right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show brought to you by Duck Duck Ruler. We'll be right back. Coastal Equipment, two locations, Jacksonville, McClinney. Need a Kubota tractor. Need some land pride equipment. Gravely zero turns, steel equipment. We got it all. The Coastal Equipments. Uh, coming uh, up on that time of the year, too, to use them. Yep. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, exactly. Hopefully, like, uh, I got about probably two more mows. You know, yeah. uh, usually about the first week of September. It'll, the grass will slow down. Mm-hmm. So I'm ready. Uh, yeah, me too. I'm so ready. Uh, yeah, it's uh, I'm like really ready. Let's go talk to Papa G this morning. We've got a coral snake question. Good morning, Papa G. Good morning, gentlemen. Good How morning, are you, buddy. Hey, man, I live over in Beauclair, and my property backs up a protected area uh, just to the other side of my fence that nobody can ever build on or anything like that, and it kind of stays wet. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. But uh, but uh, listen, I was out there the other day. And I was cleaning up the backyard, and I, I think it was a coral snake. I'm not sure. I know there's a lot of snakes that look like coral snakes, so I kind of left him alone. I don't know, you know, if uh, if one snake looks like another one, so I kind of run him. I kind of ran him out. You know what I mean? So I don't know what the difference is between a coral snake and some of the other snakes Scar- that looks Scar- like him. I- Scarlet king snake is so it, Scarlet it, king. Yeah, it looks maybe so, that's it, it, yeah. And if it was a, a little skinnier and faster, then that was probably the the, the scarlet king snake. You know, coral he snakes. was he was skinnier he was skinnier and faster. Yeah, yep. yeah, that's yeah, that's a that's, that's probably what it that's, was. Yeah, that's a scarlet king snake. A, a coral snake well, is kind of uh, fatter and slower. But isn't it red? And they got a, they got a, towards the head. They got a bite dead. on you. 
but they got to bite on you a little while, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Coral snake is uh, the venom is is uh, it's it's nerve system, right? Yeah, it's it's not. Yeah, it's I don't think I don't think you see. I don't think you see a lot of those, but uh, no, I was don't. just cleaning up the area yeah. in my backyard, and uh, I came across uh, the snake, and before I knew it, I didn't know it, but I was uh, in that area. There was several leaves in my backyard that had leaves of free. Yep. Let it be. And uh, I didn't want to put the calamine lotion on, so I broke out the goof off, and, uh, and that worked pretty good for a while, but now I've covered it, I'm covered in uh poison ivy or poison oak or whatever it oh, is and uh oh. but i'm i'm recovering i'm recovering from that so oh. i let that snake alone yeah that was a good thing That's to do a good right thing. absolutely yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah if you don't know what it is yeah. don't mess with it yeah i i didn't know what it was i, I didn't mess with him and he kind of went away so am i allowed to share one quick clean blonde joke no no no, <laughs> no more jokes <laughs> no no, no more jokes. No more yeah. jokes. You, you yeah. didn't listen to me, did you, Papa G? <laughs> yeah, we're not going to do any more jokes. I next week. Yeah. No. Chris, I did. All no, right, I'll no, come, oh, I'll, you I'll, listened and then you ignored. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I'm I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. I'm a, You know what? I'm a disabled veteran and I'm 65 years old and, and I got I got Alzheimer's a little bit, so yeah, I'm it, sorry. You're, you're yeah. good, Papa G. Right, you're in good company. Good. You're right there with us. And yeah. right now you're out of timers. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Oh See, don't cross the boss, man. Yeah. No, don't. Yeah. You now, call into this show, you're at my mercy. Right. And uh, now I'm sour. Now you got all kinds of phone lines ringing, too. Bring yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, we appreciate you calling, yeah. Papa G. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, yeah, coral snakes, you don't see many of those anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's not a lot of place for them to live in Florida no, anymore. No, not anymore. <laughs> Unless I will you can tell you go this. underground, right. you got nowhere to live yeah. on top. We have had a family of black racers, and I live in Jack's Beach. And mm-hmm. Obviously, there's not a lot of you know leftover property down there. We have one little wooded lot across the street from us that's probably three or four lots, you know, house lot size. Yeah, and there have been a family of black racers, and I see them frequently now. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. My, my, well, I live on an acre, right, with a lot of woods, and uh, we got snakes constantly. Yeah, you know, but I've. Have you seen it, bad ones? You know, I, I I killed a moccasin like ten years ago, but it was flooding. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And, and uh, okay. after a hurricane or something like that. But mm-hmm. but for the most part, I I've never seen a rattlesnake. Really? Yeah, I've never I've, I've never really seen any any bad snakes. Uh, now, um, Georgia, that's a different story. Yeah. Are they bad up there? Last week, did you see any? Uh, no, week? no, no, no. So so September and October. Oh really? Is, that's is when the snake is when, Yeah, snake, yeah. snake. That's that's what snake boots. I mean, you got to wear snake boots. I mean, you especially if you're bow hunting. Yeah. I mean, it's it's ugly. Um, they, there's there's and they ain't never seen a small one. No, <laughs> yeah. they're all full grown. Oh, they're there. all full blown. You know, and, and 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 the cool thing is, is I have indigo snakes too, which eat rattlesnakes. So I mean, it's not uh-huh. indigos oh, yeah. eat rattlesnakes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. the old thing, saying with the, the snake is uh, red on black, friend of Jack, red on yellow, right. kill a fellow. Kill a fellow. Right. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Dr. Dave. All right. Let's uh let's go talk to David and whoever's ringing on one. Good morning, David. Good morning. So I need some uh, need some help. On my way to look at a boat. Been looking for a couple months now. I'm a Yamaha fan, but this particular boat's got a uh, four-stroke Merc on it. Can you tell me what I should be looking for? What for, kind of Merc, yeah. you know? Is it an Optimax or a, a Verado? Verado. It's a Verado. What what year is it? Uh, eight. It's a two thousand and eight. Yes, sir. How, I mean, that, not not that it matters, but do you know how many hours it has on it? 
400. That's well, not that, much. That's not, that's it's not, barely that's broke not much in. at all. Um, but I do, I, you know, I'm sorry. No, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. I, I would, I would, you know, look at it, pull the cowling off, see if there's any, you know, deterioration around the inside of the cowling, if there's any, you know, rust or flaking of the paint. And you really, you, to, to do it justice, you really need to do a compression test. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Agreed. Yeah, you, you, know, need, you need to have it taken take, take yeah. it in somewhere. And, yeah, and, take uh, it to Whaling Bay or Atlantic Coast and, and right. just say, hey, you know, if the guy won't let you do that, then you might have an issue there. Right. Right. Because, right. I mean, nothing against it. A 15-year-old boat with 400 hours on it, it sounds all great, but it, hadn't right. been used it hasn't much. been used. Right. I mean, right. a We're boat s- engine being run, I'd rather sell you mine that has 3,200 hours than – a four hundred and fifteen years—that's yeah. not good. But but David, um, just to kind of ease your mind, you know, we 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 all run different different motors. But um, I've probably run the Mercury Verado more than any of us. Oh yeah, and and, and I absolutely loved it. I mean, it was it was a great motor, um, very smooth, very quiet. Uh, I I I never had any issues with it. So, but I, you know what, guys, and I think they're all making good motors now. Yeah, you, you I think, yeah, you know, I, I mean, think you just got to go. You know, ask him if yeah. you can put it in the water, run it. You know, it I would smoke. Yeah, it couldn't. It shouldn't smoke. Uh, and and then ask him honestly. Hey, do you mind if my mechanic takes a look? Yeah, at absolutely. It? I mean, that's a big investment. Okay, I appreciate that. Yeah, it's uh, you know, you look on uh, on the on the social sites, and it's amazing the people that post stuff, and then you try and get in touch with them, and they don't call you back. Right. It's crazy. <laughs> what kind of what kind of boat is it? It's a Seafro uh, 21. Nice boat. It's a good boat. Nice boat. Yep, absolutely. You know? Yeah, we're going to put it in the water and, uh, and run it. So. Well, good luck. Yeah, lay, you right. know, and, and check check where the, the bolts are attached to the back of the boat, you know, make sure that the the stern, you know, has, hasn't been compromised. There's no cracks around where the bolts go and where the motor is. And then the other thing is look at the, the – uh, the actual keel of the boat, you know, get down on the on the ground and crawl up under the trailer and look at the bottom of the boat, make sure there's not any serious hull fractures. All right. How about what's the, the main difference between the old two stroke and these four strokes as far as maintenance? As far as maintenance, maintenance is about the same. Yeah. Yeah. You gotta you gotta flush them out and take care of them. Yeah. Ours goes in the shop every hundred hours no yeah. matter what. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No matter what. Not me. Okay. I'm two hundred dollars. Yeah, because you of the gotta, Cox diesel. Yeah, you got a diesel. Yeah, <laughs> that's not kind of funny. All right, David. Good luck, buddy. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that is the one 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 advantage. That, yeah, a two stroke. You got to put uh, you got to put oil in the gas. And a Golly, when's the, when was the last oh time my you don't? When's the last time you had a two stroke? God, it's been how long has it been since? Seriously, since long enough. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't. You know, the first four stroke that I had, and it was. It was a Mercury with a Yamaha cowling. Do you all remember that? Yeah, I remember yeah. that. Yeah, and that was on the, the pro line that I had at North Florida I Yacht Charters, that. and that was a great boat. By the way, it was a twenty four pro line yeah, um, I remember bay that boat. boat. It was it was fantastic. That was a nice boat. Gosh, it I was. can remember putting the oil, you know, in the reservoir of oh, the yeah. engine. Oh, I but had... then you always said, "Well, you know what? I'm going to put." Four ounces in the gas. Ga- in the gas tank right. too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just God fearing if that pump quit. Yeah, that you weren't going to fracture. You know, you weren't going to blow the engine up. You still had a little bit of yeah stuffy stuff in there. Yeah. I mean, it was always so funny. You'd sit down there and at the boat ramp, you know, and people fire their oh, boats yeah. up. Oh yeah. Oh god. Still to this like, day. 
all the smoke would be coming it, up. You're like, oh my god! You man. know, you know that's one reason Kerry quit king fishing is from the from the because top. because when when you're waiting, you know, you got you check out right. That, that they were all two strokes. It was you couldn't breathe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it would make you nauseous yeah. with you know four hundred boats sitting in line, yeah. and it's just a cloud of smoke. And then when they showered down on it. Yeah, oh. blew them out. <laughs> yeah, it's like black smoke. Yeah, oh, oh, great. I'd rather sniff diesel fuel all day than great, I would gray sniff smoke gas. Everywhere, oh, you know? it's terrible. Diesel doesn't bother me. Gas yeah. does. Well, uh, the only reason diesel bothers me is because uh, the, the I was on a standby boat um, in the Gulf of Mexico. It's each oil rig has a standby boat, mm-hmm. and and basically the the standby boat is there for safety and to supply um, water and diesel to the oil rig mm-hmm. and it was October and a nor'easter came through and it was 15 to 17 feet and you're on anchor Oof. and 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 really I, I was so sick I mean so, I mean just for three days and I, they couldn't get me off because it was too rough we couldn't pull up to the mm-hmm. to the um or Rick, the crew boat, and, yeah. and for three days I was sick, and all I smelled, smelled was diesel. <laughs> I mean, that was that was it, uh-huh. you know. And, and it was because it was sloshing back and forth. And, and uh, on the fourth day, I said, "Well, you're either going to take me up there, or I'm going to die." And seriously, I, I I hadn't had anything to eat. I barely had any water. Um, and they they did. They it was still big. It was still ten to twelve, but they got me on that oil rig, and and I you know obviously seasick. Everybody's been seasick once you step on. Stationary land. I mean, I was you know within throw me a hamburger, (laughs) right? Five (laughs) or six hours. I was I was up up there. Yeah, I was normal, but that was that was my last hitch. I was done. I said I ain't doing this anymore. (laughs) Let me know when you go back to land because I'm the first. Summertime. Summertime's great. You know, the Gulf of Mexico is a lake. October nor'easter, 115 miles offshore. Mm -hmm. Uh -uh. No, that was uh, that was it. I said. uh, I used to scuba dive a lot, and I can mm-hmm. remember diving off of West Palm Beach, and we were doing a night dive one night, and we had come out of uh, Singer Island, and we get out there, and we're about three miles out, and we're looking for a, a wreck, and the captain's spinning around, Ugh. and he kept backing down and backing down, and we had already done an afternoon dive, so it was like November, water was a little chilly, the air was cold, we're sitting there in wetsuits, waiting to go over to the side of the boat, and I'm like, have you found it? I I keep catching the edge of it. I'm like, well, just throw us out, you know, <laughs> right. dump us out. We'll go find it. You know, no, 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 wait, wait, wait. And he kept backing down and that diesel was coming over the back end. Oh. I was like, look, if you don't find it soon, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> I can't, I can't handle this black cloud anymore. You know? Yeah. It's, 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 it's terrible. It, it's terrible. Yeah. That, and, and that, that is the, 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 the cool thing about, about my engine you know, diesel outboard. So many people mm-hmm. expect some kind of emissions. You, you, have, you have none, none, none. You, well, it's you, like you, these new trucks. I mean, yeah. my diesel. Yeah, truck. yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. You can't smell that. Hell, truck. I can't even tell it's a diesel when you yeah. crank it up. No, no. You know, it's a big difference. Nope, it doesn't sound like a bucket of bolts in there rolling around. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, where you got to turn it off to talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You knew what old, <laughs> yeah, old school, yeah, we, old had, school yeah. when we had our windows down. Yeah, you could hear yeah. this thing come rumbling up behind you. That's yeah. a Dodge. Yeah, it's a Dodge. Exactly. <laughs> you know exactly what that, what that bucket of bolts sounded like. Yeah. yeah. Like somebody taking a coffee can and rolling around. Yeah. Nuts yeah. in there. Nuts yeah. and bolts, you know, just shaking it up. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's take, a, let's take a break here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show about you by Duck Duck Rooter. And uh, when we come back, we got an LV Hires Gear Tip of the Week. Don't go anywhere.
right, now it's time for the LV Hires Inc. Gear Tip of the Week. And uh, if you go to LV Hires, that's H-I-E-R-S dot com, 259-2314. And it's, it's, it's all about fuel lubrication. Uh, if you've got a job site and, you know, you need a big old diesel tank there to supply everybody, they can do that. Have an unbranded convenience store and you need fuel, they'll brand you in with everybody else. So you get the lowest price on fuel at LV Hires Inc. And this this week's gear tip is kind of a weird gear tip, but yeah, you know, you guys, uh, we were talking about this last uh, week. Last week, yeah. And and I noticed um, on on you know our, our private messages and stuff on, on Facebook, a lot of people were asking me, you know, what what product do you use? This electrolytes. Mm-hmm. And th- this is the, the first summer that 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 I've ever had this additive into my water. I, first off. I don't like water. Yeah. It's I have a heart. I Me don't, neither. I, I don't. I don't I like. Can't, yeah. I can't. I can't drink water. It's the weirdest yeah. damn thing. Yeah. But so I I uh, started years ago with a little bit of mixture of Mio. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and and Love it's it. just yeah, it just gives it a little flavor, but it doesn't do anything for you. Yeah. And you know, this this summer I started adding these electrolytes to my water, and it has drastically changed. My energy level, yeah, um, it, it's it's it really has. I well, mean, when you're in this heat, you need something. Yeah. You need the, the the correct fuel going in your right. body yes. because you'll start to, to get dehydrated. When For you get sure. dehydrated, then you start getting lightheaded, and it exasperates and it gets worse. Right, and you don't need that. You know, you can you can pass out. Well, and and you know, you guys, we're we're kind of used to. The heat. Yeah. I mean, we could. I can handle it. Yeah. You know, but but for, for a lot of people, and again, even people that live here, they spend a lot of time in the AC. Mm-hmm. They're in their car. That's right. You know, yep. they're they're not yep. they're not outside, Chris. So so when they get on the boat and the wind quits, and it's forty five minutes of nothing but blistering heat, uh, they they can't take it. I yeah. mean, and, and, and this this and, and by the way, there's all the the, the, the picture of the product is the one that I use. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's called Kepi Keto. Okay. I, l- I looked it up on Amazon. Okay. Kepi Keto is the name of it. Kepi Keto. So, yeah. So, um, but there's all kinds of. Uh, I mean, it, I it, use it, Pedialyte. You can get Pedialyte. Yeah, there's see, a, I, I, that, I can't that, do that's Pedialyte. Awful. It's too salty for yeah. me. Yeah. You can, there's a couple of different up. brands out there that don't have as much sodium in them. You just got to check the box, yep. check the packaging. Yep. I've got two different kinds I use. One of them's Pedialyte. One of them, I forgot what it's called. Uh, and you can get them at Publix. Right, sure. Like and the I said, thing there, is, there's a there's a million different additives. Well, That's the thing the is, too, if you get a packet of it, that doesn't mean you have to dump the whole packet no, 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 no. in the bottle. Yep. Drink drink a couple sips out of the bottle and pour just a half a packet or, or right. a third of the packet in there. But so it, so, it does help. So so this the, the one that I showed you has a little tiny scoop. Right. It's, yes. it's provided. So in the morning times, I have my bottle right here, which is uh, body armor. Which, yeah, twenty fluid ounces. Mm-hmm. All right, so I fill it up and I put a scoop and a half in there. Right, and then a lot of it you can see actually goes to the bottom. Right. So so when I get about a quarter of a way, I just fill it up with water again mm-hmm. and just shake it, and you you, you still have p- plenty of electrolytes. So yeah. just if especially for for all you guys that. Uh, Work outdoors, roofers. You, and, yeah, I mean, it, 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 carpenters, well, roofers, this. mechanics. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, lawn. I mean, it lawn helps. Companies. I mean, yeah. and I didn't think, you know, I thought it, it, the, the guys that uh, it, this was earlier in the year. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Uh, no, it it, it yeah. helps. It does help. It absolutely helps. No, so. I was drugged down bad, and Captain Woody, Legacy Charters, he gets them from Costco. They're a uh, electrolytes in like a packet, like we get. Yep. Um, Yep, yeah, like um, a sugar packet. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. man, that thing—it was strawberry lemonade. Yeah. 
And dude, it was like oh, you gave good. me a couple of them, yep. and I picked up some more last week at Costco. Yeah, dude, that's yep, I mean, it's, they're it's, wonderful. It, it's absolutely. There's your LV Hires Inc. gear tip of the week. Now we need to go and uh, check in with a Hall of Famer. A Hall of Famer. <laughs> Who could that be? Yeah, that might be Top Gun. Boys. Good morning, Good. Top Gun. Hey, uh, Captain Favor. Yes. Uh, I can't drink water either. No, I. I, I and, and you know what? Uh, my wife walks around the house with a, a, a with a, a Yeti full of water all day, all day, yeah. all day. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah Kate drinks I water drink all day. I drink one bottle. I drink one bottle of water, and for the rest of the day. Every step I take, it slushes around in my stomach. <laughs> mm. No, I, I, I it's, can't. It's, it's I weird. can't drink it. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I don't. I don't yeah. like plain water. No. Nope. So, anywho, uh, I think I told you a while back. Um, I had an incident where I was sitting on my back porch drinking my coffee, and I heard this loud thud. On my deck in the back. Right. And I'm like, what the what? And so I went out the back door, and there was a baby raccoon laying on the deck. Oh, wow. And and it was still moving. But, and I looked up in the magnolia tree, and I saw the mama raccoon up there. Oh, boy. And I said, well, I'm not going to mess with it because she'll maybe she'll it. come get it. Oh, yeah, she will. So, so I went back on the back porch. And about 10 minutes later, here she comes down the tree. She picks up the baby raccoon, goes back up the tree. And about 10 minutes later, boom, thud again. That's a dumb one there. And, and She's this going, time what's wrong I, with you? This, this time I went out there and it was it was dead. Oh. But um, I, I found out that um, when a baby raccoon has got something wrong with it, the um, mama will drop it from high up in the tree and and kill it. So no, no way, really? Yeah. So I did some research. Nature's and, cruel. And I and I found <laughs> out what was wrong with the baby raccoon. Uh, I know you want to know, so uh, go yeah. ahead. So, ask me. Ask me. What was wrong with the baby raccoon? The mama dropped it out of the tree because <laughs> it was left-handed. Oh, stop. That ain't right. No, Top Gun. Yeah. You should be banned for that. Yeah. Left-handed. Hey, what? you know what? One Every, time, everybody was born right-handed, only the best could overcome it. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when I, when I was a kid. That's what happened if to you. you oh. picked yeah. up, no, yeah. if you your picked mama up dropped something you with your left hand, <laughs> no, when you picked up something... Like a pencil with your left hand, your dad would take it out of your left hand and put it in your right hand. When, there used to be a thing about that. When my grandmother was in elementary school, when she tried to write with her right hand and got cracked with a ruler, or with her left hand, she got cracked with a ruler and had to write with the right, because because writing with the left hand said you're of the devil. Of the devil. No yeah, joke. Something, no joke. Something yeah. brain marking right or something. A yeah. granddaughter can write with both hands. That's cool. That's cruel. Yeah. Never have to worry about sprints a bone. Yeah. Hey, Captain Scotty. Hello, sir. Good How to hear you? you on the radio again. 
Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Hey, real quick, um, that makes I'm one sitting of you. here. I'm sitting here. We're getting my phone's just going off, right. and I look. <laughs> we got three charter cabins broke down in St. Augustine. Starting ones at Pop Warner, and the other two are on the beach. Oh no! Oh, yeah. Oh wow! Got yeah. Yeah, really? They're all back and forth going. I'll call you on the radio in a minute. I'll come and get you. <laughs> Jeez, oh Pete. Back, back uh, uh, in the day. I don't remember exactly when it was. But um, I was watching a professional basketball game, and um, this one guy on one of the teams, he scored like 40 points. Well, back then, now they do that every game. But back then, that was a lot of points. And uh, after the game, the woman broadcaster went out there on the court and was talking to the guy, and uh, she said, you know, you scored like 20-something points with your right hand and so many points with your left hand. That was incredible. And he said, uh, yeah, I've always been amphibious. <laughs> what the what? <laughs> and that's why he's playing that basketball. Actually, yeah, that's right. <laughs> that actually happened. I know. Oh, yeah. I, I remember that. Yeah, we I, all know. I, I, it's, it was embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, we all have Freudian mo- moments, you yes. know, slips. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I'm getting to the well, age where here, I slip this, a lot lately. <laughs> this old couple went to the doctor, and um, they got in to see the doctor, and the doctor said, what's the problem? He said, well, we we both uh, have a hard time, are having a hard time remembering things. And he said, well, that's kind of normal with your age. He said, I want you to start writing things down when you're talking to each other and all. So they left and got home, and about an hour went by, and the wife says to to the husband, um, can you get me a bowl of ice cream? And he says, sure. And she says, write it down. He said, I'm not going to write that down. And she said, I want whipped cream on top of the ice cream. And uh, he, she said, write it down. He said, I'm not writing that down. And on top of the whipped cream, I want a cherry. Write that down. He says, I'm not writing that down. I can remember that. So about 30 minutes goes by, and he walks out the living room and hands her this plate with scrambled eggs and bacon on it. (laughs) And she looks at him and starts uh, shaking her head, and he says, what's wrong? And she says, I told you to write it down. Where's the toast? FDS, baby! That was a good one. That was one. a good one. That, that. <laughs> Got a chuckle out of all four of us. That yeah, was pretty good. That was that was uh, that was worth listening to. Good, good yeah. job, Top Gun. That and was, that's why he handles the jokes. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, uh, all right. Let's let's go talk to Captain Chip Wingo this morning. Mm. Or Chip. Chip. <laughs> Chip. <laughs> Don't do it, Chip. Chip. Don't, don't do it. <laughs> what, did, what did the guy the other day say, Dan, I, how many fish you want? And he goes, I don't know. And he goes, well, let me throw this cast net. We get you all you want. You can eat every one of these you want. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Did you uh, – I know you called me at like 10 o'clock yesterday morning, Chip, and it sounded like the, the, the bait had um, migrated. Kind, of, kind of migrated. Did, did What did you end up doing yesterday? 
driving a lot. Yeah. Running the boat a lot. I think I burned uh, right at 30 gallons uh, yesterday. Ow. Ouch. So I went all the way to the desert, all the way almost to Fernandina Pier. Oh, goodness Ooh. gracious. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, I I can't say no when it comes to the tarpon. I got to find them and. It, they said no to me yesterday. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, uh, you know. It's, I, I, you know what? You know, I, I think that um, I think those fish are already starting to push south. A lot of them. A lot. Got, yeah, I heard the bite was good down south yesterday, but way south. But I don't – it's crazy. It's one I – mean, We it, saw it, some fish. Go ahead. It's amazing what a day does. Just oh, a day, gosh. you know? Yeah. What an hour does sometimes. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I I um I found some fish this week, kind of in the middle of nowhere, and fished on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday all by myself. Leon came down one day, and then um, rookie Ricky comes down. And no, no, get, he found him. <laughs> that was for Thursday night. Yeah, yeah that was th- yeah, yeah, that was Thursday. So, yeah. um, it, it was <laughs> it was it was a fun week. Uh, you know, I, I I had shots every day. I mean, I had the, the craziest thing happen, Kirk, on on Thursday. And uh, had had a ring power trip, and and the the literally the bait was moving at, at three knots to the south. Wow! Big knots of of bait, purple pods twenty feet, but you had to you could not stop, put the trolling motor down, and cast it to them because they were they were they were moving so fast. So what wow. we would do is is pick up, get in front of them, wait for put, them to come put to you. two rods out, yet yeah, one short, one long, and basically turn the trolling motor on five, and 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 they would. You know, you would get 20 minutes of fishing, but they, eventually they would go by you, mm-hmm. right? Well, I look back, um, you know, I got the 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 um, the, the 10,000 uh, Shimano. Right. You know, big. I got my big tarpon rods, 300 yards of Power Pro. And uh, I look back and um, just hole in the water. You know, and I'm like, you got him. That's him. That's him. Just tighten down on him. He tightens down. This fish takes off so fast that I'm like, what the hell? I mean, it, it, and, and so I, I turned the trolling motor off, and I slammed. The boat in gear? It, it, in reverse. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to catch up to this fish. She hadn't jumped yet. Right. She's just smoking it. 300 yards, she, she finally took a leap, and, and just some pig of a fish, 180. One, I mean, just a giant fish. Wow. Every bit of line, gone. See you. Oh, spooled it. <laughs> never, wow. never stopped her. Never slowed her down. Wow. <laughs> I, was like, I mean, the old pow. Was, and, you know, I got the, you know, I got it in reverse. I'm taking waves over the back. Trying, yeah, he's trying to play a sport it, fish out of an could, outboard. Could not catch her. Wow. Couldn't catch her. Gone. Yeah. I had three guys on the boat, and now I got two rods. <laughs> Somebody ain't fishing today. Yeah. Have you ever had that happen, Chip? I've come close. Well, we had something spool us at the uh, at the jetties one day, and I think it was a big shark. Right. It never right. stopped. I mean, I was chasing it, and still it was going. I mean, it, you can't go that fast when it's bumpy with your client. Right. Exactly. You know, that, that's the other thing. You 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 got you got to yeah. You can't throw everybody on the deck <laughs> right, trying to catch right, a right, fish. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. You can't do that. But I mean, this 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 fish was doing Mach ten when she still got to the end of it, and you know you got mono packing. You know, when I saw that mono coming, I went, uh oh. Rot row. Yeah. Uh oh. Yeah. And uh, it was funny. Guy, you know, it, was, it was a great say. He turned around to me and he goes, You know, 
He's holding the rod. He's got no line. He goes, he said, I've been schooled before, but I ain't never been spooled. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, well, now you have. <laughs> yep. Yep. That was, and, and, and by the way, I don't know. I, I had tarpon drag on it. Wow. You know, I mean, she, burning it. She just said, I, I ain't having none of See this. Ya. Yep. Yep. Hey, Kirk, I saw, um, on one, we found one little pod yesterday that had a couple tarpon on it. Of course, as soon as we get up to it and throw on it, it disappears. Ugh. But uh, I did see bull reds um, come. You know, when it went down, they came up, and uh, I was—they wouldn't eat our pogey for some reason. But it was pretty awesome to look over and say, "Oh yeah, here they come." Yeah, it's so, it's coming. Next big moon, they're coming. This next big moon, yeah, they'll start yeah. to push in to, to do their thing. The spawning phase will it's, start. It's uh, waxing now? Uh, I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. I think it is. Yep. Coming up on a new moon. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 That, 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 that'll be good. Probably two weeks. Well, I remember last month when we hit this same moon, the tarpon bite slowed up for right. a couple of days. Um, and I was beating my head against the wall when I got home yesterday, of course, because I just wanted to put some in the air. Yeah, and with side scan yesterday, we marked a bunch of fish, but they had no interest in eating. So it's it, 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 it's it's such a hard charter, you it know. Is. It's it's fun, you, you know. People just just so you know, if you if you book us to go tarpon fishing, you bring your patience. You know, yeah, this ain't, isn't, it ain't about catching numbers, right? If right. We it's get just, one or two shots. It, we're it's, doing it's, good. Yeah, exactly. And it's just like what Chip, you, you know, I always tell people: this is hunting. Yeah. This is not. You know, we're not going to go out and. And it catch ten fish. You know, we we first off we got to find the bait, and then we got to find bait that's got fish in it, and then we gotta have to have patience to get a bite. You know, it's not like the old days when there'd be eight, I know. eight shrimp boats out there I dragging, know. and you'd had an you know option. I, I know. There's no shrimp boats out. I know. You know, it's, it's unbelievable. Isn't it? Yeah. it is. Moon's at twelve percent. Twelve percent. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the and, and I can remember years going back. You know, you could always. Go over the shrimp boat, throw your bag up there, and get a bag of chum. Then go all the way down to the yep. you know the red Desert. tops or shanty town, yep. and we start our chum line. And you have three or four of us in, in a line, all everybody drifting, spread out about a quarter mile apart. And you you could raise them down there, but man, when you don't have any shrimp boats, you nope. can't get any chum. You better have your own chum. You know. Yep. 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 Absolutely. And at that time, we didn't fish bait pots. No, we didn't, we didn't know how. Nobody did. No, <laughs> we, we didn't know anything about that crap. Chip, you, so you tarpon fishing the rest of the week, or are you you gonna switch over to bull reds? Um, I'm not sure yet. I've got I'm taking a couple days off. Yep. And uh, getting some relaxation, or you know, getting out of the heat. I've yes. been doing the same thing you guys have with the with the uh, electrolytes. Biolites. Yep. Yeah, with the biolites, the one I use all the time, and I don't drink it for a way it tastes i usually drink it the night before anyway and then maybe one in the morning yeah but uh it's nasty it's, <laughs> take a couple of days off put some new line on i've been blistering the line that's on there but it's still good but you know what i mean Just i know exactly what you mean yep <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that, that about? That was a great Four, picture, by the way. Yeah, of, the, of, of just oh, the real. You got forty dollars into that. Reel yeah, I know. Damn it. <laughs> There's forty dollars. Oh, I tell you what, though, Chip. Kudos to you to being out there with no teeth. Oh my god, I don't know how you do it, brother. I mean, God, it's just, it just gets so darn hot out there, man. I, yeah, I don't even really. It's it's weird because I know you guys get a little bit of shade, but when it's one hundred and five degrees. I don't care if you're underneath, you know, an overpass. Right. It's still hot. It's still hot. It's know? still hot. So, no, you're right. It's but, cooking. It, it know, absolutely and, is. 
it right. just works for my style. All right, brother. We Appreciate got it, guys. we got to run. Have have a great day. Yep. Good luck. You too. See you. Yeah. Right. You're listening to the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show, brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter with uh, Captain Scott Shank, Captain Kirk yep. Waltz. I'm Captain Kevin Favor. We'll be right back. Yeah, I like it. CNH Marine Construction, dock building, boathouses, bulkheads, retaining walls, commercial marine. Just go to cnhmarine.com. If, if the, the, the stuff they build is just absolutely beautiful, mm-hmm. these guys do do an, an amazing job at, at CNH Marine. So, um, was reading the news yesterday. I, I my. That's one thing I do on my phone. I like to read the news. I did too. Yeah. Right, you know, yeah. and, uh, um, and and it was interesting, Kirk. That I mean, a big article on, on the news um, about sharks, mm-hmm. and and this was up at, at like New York striper right. fishing. Yeah, yeah, it, Chesapeake it, Bay area. Yeah, Chesapeake Bay, and 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 they're you know they're so they kind of expanded it out. There, you know, as in the the, the the article, they're like, well, this was reported to us, but then they started checking in up and down the East Coast, mm-hmm. and they found out that there's a shark problem. I yeah. mean, I, and, and I don't I don't understand it, but I think it's very interesting to talk about because we have been putting this signal out there as charter captains for the last five years mm-hmm. that it's different. I don't, I don't know what it is, but I can tell you that there's places in St. Augustine now that we can't fish mm-hmm. because – no matter what you hook, snapper, um, grouper, cobia, kingfish, they eat them. Yeah. You know, I mean, they. they it's just no fun. It's just costing right, money. It's right, cost right, a lot right, of money, right. whether it's yeah, in I mean, you're just, rigs you're, 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 or line but, or but, whatever. But, Kirk, then, then you get to thinking about it. You know, there's times when you can't fish the jetties anymore. Yeah, we've actually seen a lot of that where you're, you're sheephead fishing up into the shoot the late fall. Right. You know, and just catching trout and reds and sheephead on the rocks, and they're picking them off. Yep. Yeah, in in five or six feet of water, right under the boat, and we've never seen that. In in all the years I fished, I fished out there for forty two years. Yep. I, I've never seen anything and, like and, it. And and that's that's I, I guess that's that's the the interesting thing is because obviously we we've all been fishing for a long time offshore, and this is this is a recent thing. This is not. This is not ten years old. This is within the last five years. Well, it seems that like they've gotten that they've gotten really prevalent, and they have become way more aggressive. They are. Yeah, I mean, they really are. I, I you know, indicative of what we were fishing, Jeff and Dylan and I the other day on Sunday. You know, Jeff's kind of right. I mean, whatever he hooked the first time, he got it probably ten feet off the bottom, and it was clawing for the bottom, and I thought he had it. I was like, you got this fish, you know, keep going. You almost got it. It's halfway up. And all of a sudden you're looking over the side of the boat and you can start to see a flash. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it goes back straight down to the bottom and you're going shark just ate it. Yeah, absolutely. Either that or, or, you know, it could Goliath. have been a Goliath, but right. I think it was a shark. Right. And you know, next three fish, you know, same thing, four of them in a row. And, and, and I mean, they're eating the whole thing. They eat the fish, the leg. Yeah. Well, that's everything. Yeah. 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 Well, what I see is so interesting, Kirk. I don't know if your guys up here is, but I'm a good friends with a lot of trolling boats and stuff like that out of St. Augustine. Mm-hmm. And these guys are still doing nine and 10 knots hooked up to blackfin tunas. You know, they got three or four hooked up at a time. They're doing their tight circles and gaining line. 
and sharks are eating them on the troll. Yeah. So they're doing seven, eight, nine knots, you know, right. and, and they're eating well, the tunas off the line. We've talked about it for years. Make no mistake, you might think a shark is lethargic. They, oh, my god! They can move like grease lightning when yeah. they want to. Yeah. Yes. You know, um, there have been many occasions, many occasions when we've talked about it. I'm telling you, you got to start thinking in 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 the, the circle of the fact that if you go to scoop a fish up with your bare hands, you, yeah, no, yeah. You, you've got a good chance right. that you might lose a digit, right? You know, and right. I, I'm always afraid when I see people starting to do a lot of that, you know, con- conservation catch and release. Don't 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 touch the fish a whole lot, you know, and rather than scoop it up with a net, they want to get good picture or good video, and they got a guy leaning over with a with a camera or his iPhone taking a video of a guy scooping a red up at the jetties right. with his bare hand, and I'm going, I don't think I'd do that. Yeah, <laughs> see, I've seen one too many videos of a guy losing a finger well, yeah. because it, well, a shark but, comes but, but, right but, but up Chris, and pops. If you, if, you, if you stop and, and, and think about that, um, the Everglades is two feet, mm-hmm. three feet. Okay, wow. I mean, this isn't, yeah. you know, th- 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 this, is not, from 30 this feet. is not a localized right. And I'm not. I'm not calling it a problem. I'm just saying that uh, it's it's very strange to me that I went years, Chris, and in, in, in my fishing career, fishing offshore, mm-hmm. without ever seeing a tiger shark. I can remember the first wow. tiger shark that I saw. Really, it wasn't that long ago. I'm, and when I say that, 15 years ago, wow. first one I ever saw. Yeah. You know, I'm like, oh my god, that's now. Every time they're right? everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. There, there, there's yeah. tiger sharks everywhere. I mean, well, bulls and sandbars. At, at, bulls and the sandbars yeah, are, are, are horrible. horrible. They're everywhere. And the one at Nine Mile. Remember our little tiger shark buddy at Nine Mile yeah. years ago? That every time he came up, he had cobias on his back, and we all fought over yeah. trying to get to see him first because we had the shot first. Then, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. But I could just tell you as a jetty fisherman, you know, I fish a lot of inshore on the jetties. If Kirk, you come up in front of me. And put out a couple of bull red rods or whatever, I'm gone. Yeah. Because the daggum spinners are so bad at that it, jetty it, right now. Yeah. I'm scared to death that you're going to hook one of them and you're going to put them in my boat. Right. Yeah. I, we've had them pounce oh, yeah. off of boats close enough. You know, me and Rob Bennett had a close call a couple of weeks ago. And I, I, leave, I tell him either, if you're going to put them out, I'm out. Yeah. So you do whatever you want to do. It's understandable. Yeah. Or, or you're get charming. behind me. <laughs> yeah. Or I mean, I'm gone. I'm well, not staying around. You know, you got to think within the circles of that that mindset that they're a lot more prolific, Kevin. Like you said, they're a heck of a lot more aggressive. Yeah. And you got to be kind of cautious in in your approach and lifting fish out of the water or fishing in certain spots because that aggression is is they're just trying to eat. Yeah. Whatever their right. mindset is, they're trying to eat whatever they're going to do. And worst thing about a spinner shark. They have a bad propensity for coming out of the water. Oh huh? yeah, you know, and, and they're big. And if they land in your boat, oh my god, buddy, you got you got, you got a world of hurt, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Get Kevin out of the knows way. this. I've had plenty of instances, you know, back in April and May when we were fishing the jetties, that you know, pulling a fish out of the water, a little drum or something like that. Yeah. I mean, sharks hit the side of the boat trying to get them, and they missed yeah. them, you yeah. know, and they whatever, slung, hit it with the tail or whatever. But my guy's eyes were like, I said. That's why I told you, do not fall in right here. I'm just telling you. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember years going back, you know, when I was part of the Bell South fishing team mm-hmm. and fishing with Jim McCollum and Randy Lefevre and, and, and the guys from Bell South and, and uh, Sandy and her husband, Barry. And, and I'll never forget that during one year of the 
the Greater Jacksonville Kingfish Tournament, I was the Bell South fishing boat. So I would take people fishing in the morning. Yep, I remember. In, in the afternoons, yep. they didn't want a kingfish. Right, they wanted a redfish. They wanted a redfish. And the red fishing was really, really good. I remember that. And I remember one morning I took Jim out and we caught some reds and there were a few cudas around. The cudas were kind of uh-huh. being, being a, annoying and hanging around the tip of the North Rocks. Uh-huh. And so we came in and, and Randy and one of the other customers wanted to go out. So Jim like said, well, go ahead and just take Randy and these guys out and I'll pass and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hang around the tent, uh, VIP tent. So I remember taking Randy Lefevre out and... They were standing there in flip-flops, and we were catching slot reds. I mean, one after another, blistering them. And about a 25-pound cuda swam up and grabbed one of the short reds. And I remember one of the guys going, look at that. And I'm like, look at what? And he goes, that, that barracuda is just holding onto the back end of that, that redfish, just sitting in the water. And I look over, and I'm going, that ain't good. And the next <laughs> thing I know, I said, I'm thinking, yep. don't pull on it. Right. And he pulls real hard on it. And next thing I know, this thing skyrockets straight out of the water and lands right on the deck and like two feet from this guy's flip-flops. Yo, oh, wow. Man. And I'm going, guys, get out of the way. Yep. And here's a green cuda that weighs 20 pounds flopping around in the boat, teeth going everywhere. And I'm going, get out of the way. And I'm trying to get a gaff so I can yeah. flip it out of the boat. And it was kind of tense. Oh, yeah. So, can you imagine a 100-pound or 150-pound that's that was going to be my question uh-huh. okay because i you know i kevin i remember that that viral video that you guys had with that cuda skying and, yep. and dropping oh, yeah. in the boat yep. and, and kirk you tell the cuda story so, so i get that you gaff a you know a smaller angry fish and get them back in but but when you're dealing with something big and angry just, how, just, how, just ask Scott. How do you? I mean, how when it gets into the boat, get out of the way. What? I mean, what? What do you do? Well, I could just tell you in a in, in a perspective of a hundred fifty pound tarpon from yeah. from experience. From experience, yeah. Okay, that Chris, the first thing is one, you check on your client because it literally landed on him. Wow. And I, you just get out of the way, and. You know, I mean, I feel I felt bad for the creature because one, it was a gorgeous tarpon. Okay, I mean, it was you know something that people come, Kevin's people, Kirk's people come from Chicago, and that's on their bucket list. That's some, and you can't do nothing. The fish just beat itself to death, yeah. literally. I mean, I tried there's, to. There's, there's no way. I try. Uh, I had a big towel. Yeah. And I threw it over his head, thinking that I could. You know, subdue it. Yeah, you know, and then I'll jump on his back, kind of thing. But there's so much power. I'm telling oh. you, I'm not. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I'm not a small person, and that thing threw me like I was nothing. Yeah, buck and bronco. Yeah. So I just, I mean, unfortunately, you know, he died yeah. in the boat. Yeah. Um. I, I mean, basically, it's the same thing. If if you wound up with a, a spinner. Oh no, God! No, 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 no. You, I'm, you, I'm going out of the boat. I'm not staying in. I'm going yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, well, but they're, I mean, they're more spinner. I mean, literally, are you really getting out of the boat and into the water? Yes. You could, You, I could see that happening. Yeah. Because the problem with a with a shark is not only are they flopping, their mouth's going they're back and forth yeah. and back and They're biting yeah. anything. Yeah. They're trying to bite whatever and, it is. And, I, I, and, think, I think the, the, the biggest, one of the biggest mistakes I see people make is throwing cobia on the deck. Yes. You know, that, I hate that, that fish will hurt. Hurt you? Yeah, well, it will spines. break your leg. The spines. The people don't realize those spines. I mean, I gaff and go straight to the oh, box. If I'm making yeah. that decision that he's a legal fish and right. I'm going to take him, right. Well, you it's, should. You, you should, know, 
you should get into practice. Anything you gaff should go right in the cooler. First. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. I mean, if you can get them up out of the water, you've got their motor out of gear. Right. They can't, they can't do anything if that motor's hanging in the air. And if you can hold on to them long enough to get him over to the box, Stick them in the box. I'm not a big fan of dropping fish in the boat if no. I don't have to. No, I no, really don't. I, I, I see people do that, and I'm like, wow, that's because I'll give you another. And then another. you see them doing the, the dance. Oh, <laughs> yep. they got hooks going. You got fins going. You got, you know, oh my god. Well, I, I, I'll tell you a quick one, Chris. And this happened five years ago. I had my son, and I had two junior anglers on the boat. We were fishing the Angel City, yeah, the juniors tournament. juniors tournament. Yeah. Okay. And oh, we man. actually won the junior tournament that year. I had like a 35-pounder or something like that for one of my juniors. But when I gaffed the fish and swung him, he came off the gaff in midair. Oh. And I, thank goodness, I did have to call it in, but I had a medical emergency. I cut my son Toby's uh, big toe all three-quarters of the way off. The fish bit him. Oh, and I had to call gosh. in a medical emergency. Oh. Thank God his wife was close, and she's, uh, you know, she's an RN. So... Yeah. Guys had a suture kit and all that kind of stuff, and we went back to fishing, but I had to call it in under a medical emergency that I had to get him in to get well, sewed real quick. Whenever you're dealing with wild animals, mm -hmm. especially sharks. I don't wear flip-flops, too. You got to, man, I'm telling you, you got to be careful. Yeah. No, I caught two nice sharks on Thursday. You know, get them up. Uh, I, dude, I, 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 all I do is I grab the leader and just yep. cut, cut the knife. And, I do, too. And it's that's, that's fast. It. I mean, I don't even. Nope. I'll tell people, yep. you want a picture? Yeah. I'll hold it for a second. Yep. yep. But uh, even holding a big animal like that by the side of the boat, if they tail walk yeah. and you're not careful, they well, can tail walk and, right and, into the boat. And, and not only that, obviously, we're wearing gloves, but that 65-pound braid. Hurts. If, if you get it wrapped around the wrong way, it's going to take a finger off. Oh, 100%. Well, you know, yeah. I'll yeah. never forget when Jimmy Knight came in and sat in with us one time, or I forgot where it was. Maybe we were doing a Christmas show or whatever. Could have been, yeah. And he and and Jimmy had uh, got the, the braid wrapped around his hand. An alligator. From an alligator. Yeah. Oh, wow. And it cut him bad, yeah. buddy. Ooh, yeah, yeah. That stuff is... Uh, it's no that's, joke. That stuff is dangerous. And then you know, and then what happens if you have like a run in with a, a gannet or something like that? Yeah. Oh okay. yeah. Well, you had to bring that up. Yeah. <laughs> I always do. Don't, every every chance I don't get. Don't pick it up. Big bird. <laughs> They're great to look oh. at. Don't touch seabirds. You'll see that pretty smile. One. Yeah. What is it? BB gun will poke your eye out. <laughs> that's right. Give us a call here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. We'll be right back. <laughs> Randy Merriam Cadillac, located on Southside Boulevard, just north of JTB. The old Claude Nolan Cadillac, but same folks, same good folks are still there. It's and still dark this morning. I couldn't see if I, I know, truck I know. was sitting I looked, up there. I looked, I looked. It is. I looked on there. Oh, you did? I, I looked online. Oh, okay. and, uh, yeah, okay. I, I found I found an F one hundred and fifty with thirty one thousand miles. And by the way, if you're in the market for a pre owned vehicle, they have other dealerships that they can uh, find the correct. Price, mileage, whatever you want on any pre-owned vehicle at Randy Miriam Cadillac. Again, located on Southside Boulevard, just north of JTB. All right, let's go to the phone lines and talk to Charles. He wants to talk about his best fishing day ever. And then I have a little Chris Stevens story. Oh, oh I can't oh, wait to hear this one. Guys. All right, a little yeah, beer money yeah. loving. Yeah, a little yeah. beer money loving. Yeah, yeah. Good morning, Charles. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? morning. Uh, I'm doing great. I was just, you know, my uh, it's it's coming up on a year now since my dad passed, and mm -hmm. I was thinking about him. And, yep. Uh, you know, and uh, when I was little back in the 60s, uh, when he got back from uh, Vietnam, we were stationed in Fort Campbell, so we 
were fishing the Cumberland River and the little lakes down in Tennessee, you know. Uh-huh, right. And, and we'd get our little panfish. I had my Febco 202. Mm-hmm. Dad had his Febco 220, I think it go. was. <laughs> and so eventually uh, we moved to Florida. And one day in, the, I believe, the early 70s, we went down to Fort Pierce. And uh, we were on the bridge across, I think it was the Banana River, they call That's it. That's right. There. Yep. And uh, we dad, we graduated from Zebco's to spinning, uh, mm. spinning reels. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were using those little white, blue, and red jigs, you know? Yep. And uh, that day, we were throwing them in, and apparently the Spanish mackerel were running. <laughs> and every time we threw one in... And reeled it in, there was a fish on the end of it. Right. And for me, being about 13, wow. it was so exciting. I'm reeling in this big old, uh, this Sp- mackerel, and next thing you know, another one comes up and bites him right in the middle. You know? uh-huh. So I got a twofer. I got two mackerel on one hook. And we wound up that day with a whole stringer uh-huh. full. Uh, some really tasty fish. We yep. just, uh, you know, we cleaned them and uh, just did them up with buttered lemon, you know? Sure. Spanish mackerel's uh, excellent. It was so amazing because the same time the Spanish mackerel were running uh, there by, off the bridge, uh, there's a little marina off to the left over there and some pompano got trapped in there. <laughs> you know, everybody was just having a really good day that afternoon. That's cool. Sounds like it, yeah. anything like it. But one thing I want to ask, it, my dad and I would go at night, and, uh, you know, because he didn't know much about fish at all. He, you know, he didn't really even care that much if he caught anything. It was the whole Zen thing of just sure. throwing the line in, you know, and he was happy with that. Uh, but uh, these things we caught at night were about four feet long, like ribbony. They had full of teeth. What what are those? Ribbon fish. Yep. Ribbon, ribbon fish. fish. They call cut. Fish. Yeah. If you look it yeah. up, look up cutlass fish. Yep. Uh huh. Yep. They're they're worth about ten, twelve bucks. Ten, a twelve piece. bucks a piece. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're they're uh, excellent kingfish baits, and yep. so if you have um, your commercial license and restricted species. Yep. Yeah, if you can catch them, you get you get a cooler and put like uh, kosher salt in s- seawater, uh-huh. and, and brine them mm-hmm. so they get good and stiff, and it keeps the skins from deteriorating. And you can yep. sell them for about eight to ten dollars a piece. Yeah. Well, I'll be good. I'll be uh, doggone because they were just uh, you know to us they were like these nuisance yeah. fish, but especially at night everybody was pulling. Them uh, yep, yep, yep. That's oh, they're when, wild looking too. Yeah, they, uh, that's when and most pull? Uh, most people fish for them is at nighttime. Yep. But I, it was just such an exciting day for me. Yeah, that's a good day. That's a good memory with your dad, Charles. Absolutely, yeah, that that's cool. Y'all have a great uh, y'all have a great weekend. You too. Yeah, you too. Thanks for the thanks for the memories. Yep. So uh, last weekend. Uh, last Saturday was uh, Nassau Sport Fishing Association was their their Kingfish tournament. That's right. And by the way, it was a beach tournament again. Yeah. A lot of a lot of tournaments are. I like it. Yep, are, are going to uh, to beach fishing. Yeah, that format seems to work real good for families. Yeah, it, you know? it does. You know? it, it <laughs> narrows the playing field. Yeah, yeah, and uh, literally. So I knew that a bunch of our buddies were were fishing, and. 
So uh, Carrie, Carrie and I are on our way up to uh, to Georgia. We had to do a, a quick turnaround. We had to get some stuff from the property and just check it out. We hadn't been up there in a couple of weeks. I don't like things sitting for a couple of weeks no. without checking on it. So no, anyway, don't blame I, I had I had stopped uh, by by Kroger and Carrie went in and I'm sitting in the truck and and Chris Stevens called me. I knew he was fishing the tournament. Right, right. This is last Saturday. This is last Saturday. Right, and he um. Telling me he's like he was where you were this week, right? Okay, down down around Nassau, and he's like, you know, my buddy's got two high thirties. He's like, these fish are in here, and he's like, I can't catch a damn thing, you know, on and on. And I'm like, brother, you 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 be patient, be patient. You yeah. got you got to believe, you know. And, and I'm talking to him, I talking believe. to him, and uh, he was fishing with Lucy, That's and, his girlfriend, uh, uh-huh, and and um, and I'm not sure who the other guy was. Well, anyway, as I'm on the phone, I hear the reel go off. <laughs> That's such a neat you know, sound. And, 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 you know, Chris, there he is, there he is. Well, he didn't hang up. Really? Just put the phone down. He just put the phone down. Live action. Live action, baby. Live action. So so I'm listening to old Chris Stevens. Oh, gosh, Uh-oh. the profanities. <laughs> He's yelling. Was he yelling? He was yelling. Yelling right, at his girlfriend? Was, he, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, oh. but I'm going to tell you guys this, and I told him this. I was proud of him. Not one curse word. Really? Uh, not, not, not. Oh, wow. Uh, all he was doing that. was giving directions, but the directions were heated. Heated. You know, <laughs> Lucy, I need you to anticipate. You know, move to the fish. And she's like, I got it, Chris. I got it. She's being all sweet. Lucy, laugh, laugh. Oh. Turn that motor on. Turn oh, it reverse. No. I mean, I'm laughing so hard, dude. Uh, it was, It was 12 minutes. Oh no! Twelve minutes. Twelve minutes of dialogue. Twelve minutes. And you got of to hear it all. The whole thing. Oh, that uh, and, 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 great. And and, and 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 by the way, he never. He, it, there was orders going on, to the angler, to Lucy. You know, I mean, it was anyway. I heard the fish hit the deck. You know, flop flop. You know, right. and and it ain't even stopped flopping. And Chris like, get him out, get him out, get him out. I'm like, golly, what you can do is put the fish in the bag and kind of take your time. Yeah, you put know? some ice on it. So anyway, so anyway, I hung up right, and I give it a couple minutes, and uh, I call him back and I'm like twenty pounder, huh? And he goes, how'd you know that? And I said, bro. I heard the whole thing. <laughs> he goes, no, you did not. I'm like, oh, yes, yeah, I you did. never hung up, brother. It was it was uh, fantastic, but but we all do it. No, I mean, no, in, I, in, a, in a tournament, you, you you get a little amped up, you know. Heck yeah, um, you're trying to you're, you're trying to win the you're, tournament. You're trying to win the tournament, but it was it was classic. The anticipation thing I thought was you got to anticipate, got to just feel it. <laughs> yeah, right. It was. If you know Chris fun. like we know Chris, he yeah. is pretty much laid back. I mean, he is not when he gets a bite. But when he gets a bite, dude, it's like all hands on deck. He's yelling. Yeah, sound like we might be going to couples counseling. Yeah, yeah. You know? No, she was cool. She She's was, cool. Yeah, she was. She was. She's like, I got it, Chris. You know, and she was just as calm as she could. She could be. You know, back um, off to caffeine. Yeah, man. Man, man, man. She's running the boat. Yeah, that's that's good. You know. Well, you need a team when you're doing that. Yeah, you do. Oh, yeah. Somebody's got to pull up the downrigger. You know, a lot of times they take off. I know. I know. I had a pretty good fish on uh, on Monday with my buddy Steve Varn came down from Charleston for a day, and he caught his best ever king mackerel. And when it hit, it hit the shotgun line, and it just it like somebody was doing a can opener back there. Oh. When he thumped it, I was like, oh, oh, I love that. I saw it blow up, and I said, that's him. 
and it smoked it. And before I could get the downrigger up and turn the boat, he'd had half the reel dump. And my buddy's going, what is it? What is it? I said, it's a big one. Just hang on, you know. And it's there's a lot, lot of stuff got to be done. Yep. Yes. You know, the short the line. The anchor's got to come up. Yes, yeah, short line was wrapped in, yep. the, in the line he was fighting the fish on. So I had to pick the rod up, go around the top of uh-huh. him. I said, put your tip down towards the water and get underneath him and come around. And then you pull up the downrigger, pull the ball in the boat and – and you know, you, you, when you got four lines out, you got a lot to do if you want to keep that fish. Yep. So I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But it, I, I try to get my charter involved too. I mean, oh, honestly, I do too. too. You know, and but I mean, when you I only think, got when you only got one charter in the boat. Oh no 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 I no 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 I agree to that. But I mean that most of them. You, you know, I do you really to, troll four rods on a charter? Uh, I will if it's slow. If it's really slow, yes, I'll put all four lines. Yep. Out. I'll, I I want all my weapons at bear if I can. Uh, three's the max for me. You know. You know, if it's really what, slow, what, what, I will what, never troll downrigger on the. I'm not. I'm not a big fan of downrigger. Now, if I could beach. get one every 15 minutes, I only run three. But if it's been like 30 minutes since I had a bite, I'm putting them all. I up. mean, when I beach fish a lot of times, I just pull two rods. Yeah, no, I get it. You know, uh, one short and yeah. one one medium. Yeah. I mean, when they're biting, yeah. what the heck? You well, know? yeah, when they're biting, yeah, two yeah. rods all day. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but I I catch a lot of kingfish on that downrigger on the beach. See, oh, I don't. Yeah. I catch sharks, and yeah. you know that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just caught one on the – okay, I'll break it out. And as yeah. soon as I break it out, Kirk, the first three eh, fish eh, eh, eh. are sharks. You know what going, I notice really? a lot is is if you're beach fishing and you're you're doing your east-west thing uh-huh. or north-south, whatever you, whatever you want to do, if you catch one, it always seems like if you can try to keep one in the water, yes. at least one flat line way back out, and if you can't and you've pulled them up, it invariably always happens to me. If I'm feeding one out and it gets about 20 feet from the boat, like I had one pick up the other uh-huh. day, and he thumped it right next to the boat, and, you know, you've got two choices. You raise your thumb and you you, you go into a, a – you know, you backspin the, butt, the reel and you backlash the thing, uh-huh. or you keep your thumb on it and try to get that – lever up so that it, oh yeah and that sometimes it's a, yeah. it's a challenge but you don't keep it okay okay now i throw it in free spool with the clicker on and i'll let it out no i don't no i don't leave it on really I see i leave my clicker, I turn on, the clicker so that off way, i don't yeah, have I to worry about off. that and flip it back and try to get it out real quick and then throw it in the gear and then set oh, no, the clicker. see i don't yeah, i leave and, clickers and, on and, all and that's uh that's a hard lesson learned because there's so many times when i mean I, i'm sure you guys are just like me i'm very particular about the first thing, the first thing I always tell people: you can't grab a pogey and hold on to it for three minutes. No, no, you gotta, okay, no. It's get another got, one. It's, yeah, get another one. I look yeah, at people yeah. go get another one. Yeah, yeah go, I do that all the time. And uh, grab uh, me a bait, and yeah. either they grab it and then they pick it up in their own hand and tries to transfer it to right. me, no. and I throw it over the side. They go, "What'd you do that for?" When I ask you to give me a pogey, it stays in that net right. until you hand it to right. me and in then, the net, and it's it's a half a second. It's right through the nose in the water. You're yeah. wimpy it's, it's, little fish. Yeah, yeah. So so that's and then. And, and, and you know, like the other day, I mean, I'm, I'm I've got four inch pogies, right? I mean, ooh, nice it, baits. Yeah, and, and the, the guy sticks the the, the treble in the side, you know. And I'm like, no, dude, that needs to dangle. That, that you yeah, know, just because you can't hang. you can't swim. Yeah, you know. I mean, they, they're not they're not prolific swimmers anyway. You know what I mean? I had the so, funniest thing happen the other day. But but but, but putting it out. Yeah. You know, when, whenever people want to do that, they want to help me. All right, I'm like, look. There's a very good chance that that fish is going to get hit going out. Yeah, that's a, a lot of times that's when it happens. He's he's frisky. He's moving around. Let me do it. Yeah, and be, make sure that you know how to put that in gear. Yeah, you know because if you don't, then we then we got a mess. Well, if you take your thumb off of there and you're freelining it back, yeah, 
It's going to backlash. Yeah. You're going to oh, have yeah. a mess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then my buddy the other day, he was so funny. He was trying to help me. And, and he's been fishing with me for years. We've been fishing together for years. We grew up. We've, been, we've known each other since we were 12. And so he's trying to help me the other day. And he grabs one of the rods. And I, I, I said, just hook him through the nose holes. Right. And so <laughs> he puts it back about 20 feet. And I said, just put that one there. That, that'll be a prop wash bait. And it gets thumped. And I'm like, dang, we missed it. And I pull it up, and it's bitten in half. And guess where the hook? Through the lips. No, he put it on the last hook. Oh, oh yeah, he put it on the oh, last yeah. hook. Yeah, yeah I hold yeah, it up, and there. I said, uh, what's the first hook for? And he goes, <laughs> uh, I said, exactly. Yeah. I said, the the, the first hook is where the, the, the bait goes, right. not, not the last hook. Not the stinger hook. hook. Right. I said, because he hit it where? And he goes, oh, yeah. I said, yeah, that's why the stinger hook's there. You know, <laughs> we would have caught that fish. It's yep. so funny, you know. No, 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 no. If you if you're if you're not paying attention, you aren't. You I know, mean, if, if if you're like if, if you give them you know full go to run the back deck, I swear to you, it, it, stuff like that happens. It does. You know, it's things, just experience. Th- exactly, things that we think are simple. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's are, just our are, 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 You know, but well, I'll help you, Cap. I'll help you, yeah, Cap. Yeah, but I, 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 gosh, I, I mean, like like you just go and you you know you pull the drag and it's just a clicker. They hadn't put it back in gear. Yeah, you know that. Ha- I mean. Or they, don't put the clicker, that way too. or they don't put the clicker on, you know, and you're like. All of a sudden you look over and you hear the rod bend yeah, over. Yeah, you hear something go, you're like, what the heck is that? And, it, you know, you you got a bite and you don't even know it. Yeah. And don't touch my drags. Have you ever touched my drags? I have, I have smacked people before it's, because it's, as it's, soon it's as they get them on, they tighten them down. I'll go up there and smack their hand and yeah. say, if you touch drag one more time, yeah. you're not fishing. That, that one drives Don't touch my drag. Because you're trying your hardest You touch my drag, I kill you. Yeah. You know, and you finally get that bite and he's like. Hey, Cap, I can't reel. And he just click, 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 and he just pulls the hooks. No. I'm like, that you was just fish for an hour yep. for that one bite. Yep. And, then, and you lock the drag down. You lock the drag down. Yeah. Don't touch the drag. Don't ever touch my drag. <laughs> there, I always tell people there is a method to the madness. Right. I said, I know these little simple things don't seem like much, but when you're trying to catch them, you you got to know all it's, the little tricks, the little it, nuances. There king, are some tricks. King fishing is finesse fishing. Yes. Period. And I, it, right? it's, a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, and, and you, you just you – just, just take your time. Well, all of them. I mean, you can get a big cobia. Yeah. You can get a little toonie, a sailfish. If that drag's locked down, it's going to pop. It's, yeah. I, I tried that. I, I on, looked, on that tarpon on the other day. Marlin. And it didn't work. Yeah. It ain't a blue marlin. <laughs> right. Quit pulling on him. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's go take a break. And uh, when we come back, we've got a ring power tip of the week right here on the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. I'm my Duck Duck Rooter. Right now, it's time for your ring power tip of the week. And uh, again, fishing with those guys this week, it's 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 always amazing to me these these guys how much they know about this equipment and and uh, really <laughs> great guys at, at Ring Power. Um, so I had to go to Hagen Ace yesterday down in St. Augustine, and. Um, I actually, I was I, I went in there to get some fifty two hundred. Um, so if and I didn't, I, I, somebody told me they carried. I'm like, damn, they, they have actually have a little marine division oh, in, in the store. So mm-hmm. so anyway, I'm, I'm I'm in there right, and uh, you you can't ever go into an ace and not <laughs> and look around. Yeah, not look yeah, around. You gotta look around. Yeah, you gotta look around, right? Yeah. Oh, Friday I was cleaning my boat and I, you know, I got my my brush and this that and the other, and. Um, I noticed it when when I got it out out of um, storage 
that there was some rust in, in, inside my storage. I'm like, damn it, you know, and I went to start scrubbing the, the boat and it broke in half, mm. you know, that aluminum pole. And, and I mean, it was like rust went everywhere. Man, it's too hot for this, you know. So now, literally, I had to unscrew it, get down on the floor with the brush, yeah. cleaning the boat, you know. Yeah. So anyway, when I was in um, Hagen Ace yesterday, I, I got my fifty two hundred. I got some acetone, this, that, and the other, to walk around. And, and I there was there, there was a, a a dowel, a pole in there, and it was wooden. I like my wooden pole. You got you, you got. I got, got a wooden, wooden scrub yeah. brush. And I thought, yeah. well, this is genius. I mean, now, now I never have to. I don't have to worry about rust anymore. Yeah. 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 And and it's a little heavier mm-hmm. than that aluminum, so you can put a little more pressure on it. Yeah. So that's your that's your ring power tip of the week. I know, because my brush is starting up. My brush, the, <clears throat> my brush is starting to fade where I get little black little bristles right. laying around on the deck now. By, by, by the way, seven bucks. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? There you go. Yeah, well, seven uh, bucks. Not me mean, but Surehold makes mop great. Yeah. yeah Surehold makes handle. great products. And I know you got Surehold on your boat, mm-hmm. but- I mean that just the handle, even though it's extendable out six feet or whatever. I mean, they're sixty or seventy bucks just yes, for the absolutely handle. Absolutely, they are. Yeah. You yeah. know, and I mean, like you say, the the daggum little pushy button thingy in there yep, yeah. always <laughs> rusts out. Yeah. So. I, yeah, and that's the official name yeah, the is the button the pushy thingy. button yeah. thingy yeah, to make it extend. Yeah, oh, yeah. 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 sticker on the side says that, right? Yes, yeah, yeah. pushy button, push thing. button inside exclusively thing. with the push button thingy <laughs> endorsed by Captain Scott Shire. <laughs> and if you buy now, that's me. <laughs> I use this brush exclusively to mop my wife's floors five times a week. She loves me. That's and if your you call now, we'll get you an extra push-button thingy. <laughs> Brought to you by Ronco. You have to pay shipping charges extra. But yeah, yeah, right. Oh, All right, let's uh, get And these Ginsu fillet knives. <laughs> Come with it. Watch it. Cut this tomato. I'm always like, it's and a the, damn tomato. Who throws a tomato up in the air and right. cuts it with a knife? If I did yeah. that in my house, my wife would have a fit. Watch what are you it, doing? It, it, Not only that, but yeah. a brand new knife is going to do it, duh. Yeah. And while on your boat, if you need to cut open an aluminum can. Yeah, right. Pull out your Ginsu knives. Right. Let's uh, bring Lester in. Oh, he so called this. before quarter to ten. Yes. Wow. He's up early. What time is How it? Nine ten. What up, Lester? Oh man, I'm doing great, guys. Can't cannot can't complain. Good, good. I, uh, <clears throat> y'all talking about the king the king fishing, and I it, it's kind of interesting that that uh, I was talking to Sheephead Tom before we had that last beach tournament. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I said, man, you know, he's like, yeah, good luck. I said, man, watch that. You know, I said just. I said, uh, watch that downrigger and way back line, man, brother. You know, just, you know, when we were saying goodbye, he goes, wait a minute. He goes, what, what are you talking about? The way back line. And I said, dude, I said, I, it's most of the big fish are called either been on the downrigger or the way back. I said, uh, you know, and occasionally one in the short or medium. And uh, he goes, well, what do you fish on the way back? And I said, a ribbon. And he goes, what? He goes, I didn't know you did that. <clears throat> And uh, we got told him. He goes, "Oh yeah, I remember when I fish, you did." And I said, "Yeah." I said, "I've caught more big fish, and I've told you this, Kevin, uh-huh. on that way back than I have any other line with a ribbon." Uh, that time, me and me and uh, me and Brooke went seven oh. for nine. Yeah, uh, with with all them big thirty fives, it was. I mean, we caught 
all of them but two on the way back with a ribbon. And why, why do you, I told him I think it's because when those fish get pressure on them, I think that they, they'll come up in it and they, and you know, this is just my theory, and they'll come up in that spread and uh, then just, you know, like they're turning to go away, uh-uh, and that ribbon's there and they just can't stand it. Or, Okay. Or what do you think? So, so, so here's and, and Scott and I've had this conversation, and uh, we'll see what Kirk, Kirk thinks too. When whenever I'm fishing offshore, you know, king fishing offshore, your most productive bait is the long bait. Long bait, hands down. Uh, okay, when you're on the beach, the most productive bait is your prop wash. Prop wash, then my middle, yep. and then I'll take my long. Yeah, I, I've, it, it's it's um. I, like I said, a lot of times when I'm fishing the beach on a charter, Lester, I put one short, one medium. That's it. it that, that's it. You know, because one, I want to see yeah. the show. Right. I'll be honest with you. But that, and that's what I tell my but people. You, I want to see the you, show. You, you are hard pressed, and, and and trust me, I've done this enough. You are hard pressed uh -huh. to get a prop wash bite offshore. Yes. You, right. Yep. Yeah, but but on the beach, I know it happens all the time. Yeah, you they sky on it a lot too. Like, absolutely, it's That's the, it's the, it's the, the greatest show. bite ever. Yeah. yeah, to see him sky yeah, on that I, short bait is just incredible. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't yeah. know why that is, but but it's. I wonder why they do that. I don't know. Now that now that I tell you, y'all got a point because the uh, the forty four or forty three came on the prop wash. Prop wash, absolutely. Yeah, she, she did come on the prop wash. I've you know I've caught a couple of forties in the prop wash, but. Most of them, for me on the beach, I don't know why it's been that, been that, long, been that long, long, long line ribbon. And I say, for for all the listeners that might not know, I'll I give a little kingfish tip. Uh, what I do with the with the uh, prop wash bait a lot of times, and I, I told I showed it to Tom before that tournament. He goes, "Wow, man, I love that." It's take a uh, trout weight, stick it in his mouth, and uh, Take your hook when you run it through the bottom of the ribbon fish's jaw, oh, okay. and you go to come out the top, run it through the eyelet of the of the trout weight, and then through in between his two nose holes, and then that weights your uh, your your uh, ribbon, ribbon fish, fish. To where he goes deeper, right in the back. You, and, know, you know, I use it now. Now this is this is interesting. All right, <laughs> so there was a time this year when. I caught ribbons throwing for pogies. Yep. Right. So, so I remember that. Yep. I, I, so, and I didn't. Wow. I didn't have that many pogies, mm -hmm. but I had twelve live ribbon fish. Oh mm -hmm. yes. You know. So, so I went with a dozen pogies and and a, and a dozen ribbon fish. That's perfect. Yeah. You know, I, I went. Uh, be, I went beach fishing. Right. So, I'm like, well, okay. I'm gonna. I, I mean, I didn't have any ribbon fish rigs. Yes. Right. So I just run right. one up. I just. I just used a kingfish rig, yeah, and 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 I put it out. I, I hooked him through the nostrils just like I do, and and I. When you say that about about the weight, this was what was so interesting is that I could look back there, like just say I had that bait out forty yards, 30, uh -huh. 30, 40 yards. I could see it on top of the water sideways. It was beautiful, going up and down, going yeah. going up and down. It, and it wasn't two yeah. two inches underneath the Lester. They blistered it. Yeah, I really? mean, I mean, it was unbelievable. Did you take two kingfish rigs wow. and put them together to make your ribbonfish rig, or what? What's that? Did you put two kingfish rigs? I did not. I just, oh, really? I just, I just, I just. Has you know, anybody? I was lazy, and I, but it didn't make any difference. I ate the whole thing. Okay. Have, have any of you guys? I ate it. Yeah, yeah. 
Lester, have any wow. have any of you guys ever thought of using? I know this might seem crazy. Christmas tinsel on your pokey baits? No. I, on what? I use uh, I use something just like the Christmas yeah. tinsel. I, I call it uh, angel rig. He uses you chicken know, wire. Uh, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. No, I, I use you know the fluorescent. It looks like it, it looks like talking about. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, use yeah, that yeah, yeah. My ribbon. James, James yeah. makes all of our ribbon fish rigs. He's always got something. Almost like that King Duster, the old style King yeah. Dusters and stuff. Yeah. Like but that. I'm talking Mile like 12, 12, 12 inch stuff. You know, like where no, you no. take a pokey. Mine are about five, six inches. The tinsel. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So I, you I did, so you buy Christmas tinsel and wrap it around the hook? No, 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 no. They sell a five pack in uh, in uh, strike zone. Okay. Of uh, those that are the longer ones, not like a King Buster Duster, but you know they're longer and it's and it's tinsel looking, you know, real iridescent, wild looking. Well, how come uh, nobody's on the? I'm working five houses past the uh, gate station, and brother, it's been ghost town it's, there. It's, in it's, it's uh, there's nobody fishing, bud. It's August. Kids went back to school. Yeah. I mean, I, I launched this week, and there was five or six boats each day at the ramp. That was it. It's, it's been quiet. Wow, it's, it's, it's been really quiet. All right, Lester, uh, thank you for calling. We have a very special guest that that, that we have to go to, and, and you need to call. Oh, well, thanks for telling me. <laughs> no, Bye. 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 No, you're See special, you. too. Yeah, you're you're special. You. In your own way. Uh, uh, Captain Chris Stevens yes. is, is, is calling in to uh, do a rebuttal. Uh, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> oh, that that's not exactly how it happened? That, yeah. yeah it, was I wrong, Chris? Um, well, oh, see, in the my first defense, thing, <laughs> the first thing, that's always the worst way first to start. thing you right. messed up saying was, um, uh, yeah, um, that's the wor- worst yeah. thing to start out with. In, in, in um, other words, I was pretty damn close. Uh, yeah. Um, officer, anticipate. You need to anticipate. I, I, I texted him. I said, we wearing you out on the radio. You might want to defend. Yeah, yeah. But in my defense, uh-huh. oh, Lucy's Lucy, vertically challenged, and, and she has trouble seeing over the center console. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she does a pretty good job of do, job driving a boat, but but we do run over the fish a little bit. Right. So, um, yeah, yeah. I might have been a little little animated. Um, <laughs> Just a little, though. I, right. mean, I don't know if it was quite as bad as Port, Kevin. Port, reverse, starboard, forward. I'm like, wow, she's got to be really so good we, on that. I so want to know what happened when he got <laughs> home. <laughs> she was fine. Oh, so she, what you're saying is you yeah, still have good. a chance with this woman. <laughs> <laughs> there's still a chance. Yeah. So you're telling me there's yeah. a chance. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, at least you didn't get to hear. You didn't get to hear. You got to turn the handle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great, man! Uh, I was fishing with Robert Johnson one time, and a buddy of mine was on the on the reel. And uh, well, before this happened, the, the ocean just opened up, and this bait fell into it. And uh, we didn't have any idea what the fish was, right? So John, John's a big fella; he's on the reel, and uh, Robert Johnson's up up top. He leans over to, out of the out of the top up there, and he goes, "Hey, how you in the in the chair?" John just looks, kind of turns his head back and looks over, looks backwards. And uh, he said, you see that thing on the side of that reel? You have to turn that to make that fish come to this boat. He said, we ain't going to drag him around out here all day. That sounds like him. That's, that's Robert. That's Absolutely. Robert. For yeah, sure there wasn't an expletive was, in there a little yeah. bit? Oh, yeah. Well, there might have been. Yeah. I, was, I was cleaning it up. I 
PG for radio. Right, yep. that's right. Oh my! Thank God. you, sir. But yes, I, I get uh, I get, I get excited. I ain't gonna lie about it. Who doesn't? Uh, we all do. Yeah. Hey, we get it. Yeah. I mean, if I didn't, if I didn't, I wouldn't do it. That's right. Well, e- exactly. I'm telling you, we were talking about yeah. that earlier. Sometimes, if you don't get a little, little stern with folks, the fish that they've been waiting for for a lifetime, right? They'll lose it. Right. So you got to kind of direct them. You know. Yeah. You have to anticipate. I was coaching. <laughs> got to anticipate. No, I was coaching. <laughs> what we have here is a failure. To community. Well, I'm glad he was but, on two but, nights ago. But, but, okay, so, so the, the funny the, the funny part about this is I heard the reel go off, okay, and the the other guy obviously picked picked, picked it up, and it, it, it hadn't the fight had been going on for five seconds, and 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 he's close to the phone. Lucy's on the wheel, and the anticipate thing came out like immediately. You know, you have got to anticipate, Lucy. And I'm like, <laughs> oh boy, that is awesome. Got to stay on the line on this one. It's going to get better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, you're going to be that's paying. A good, that's a good fish right there, Lucy. That's a good one. I'm just trying to think. Uh-huh. If I said that to my wife, uh-huh. oh, I'd be dead. In right. any context whatsoever, right. she'd walk away you'd from have the steering to wheel. Have a new producer. Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, yeah. I wouldn't make it to the Saturday. Listen, listen, I got to just tell you one real quick funny story. Kathy and I were flounder fishing one day. Uh huh. Well, Kathy doesn't fish. She was just in it for the sun and reading her book. Right. Well, dude, I catch like this uh, uh, a good right. eight, nine pounds. Oh. So I'm yelling at her what I think is just talking, right. but a higher pitch. Mm hmm. And no. get the net quick. No. And she throws the net down and goes, if you're going to yell at me, you could just lose the fish. You can net your own Woo! fish. Uh, 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 oh, but I can totally see her doing that, too. Listen, I push that button. Listen, I, I, I'm i telling it. you right now, when Carrie and I, the, uh, the, my biggest lesson, and uh, dude, I'll admit this, and it's hard, but we were, we were filming, and and she was filming me. And, and I was, you know, do this, do that, do that. Well, you know, I, like you said, I thought that I was talking normally. But we went back and replayed it. You were. I was a total ass. Yes. <laughs> okay. And, and and it taught me a lesson. It did. I mean, no, I she felt, went right back there and just sat back I, down with her book. I felt terrible. Mm-hmm. No, I, I did too. I, I was like. Okay, that's not going to happen again. Oh, I mean, I yeah. mean, you know, to say that it happened, Chris, this, that, and the other, but to have it on film, yeah, that's bad. That's yeah. bad. Yeah. And when she plays it back, yes. she already knows Absolutely. what you're yes. about yes. to see. Yes, exactly. So, yeah, so she's already reveling in your guilt and <laughs> grief. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. None of this was on film. This was just I had a lot of apologizing doing. I got. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Chris. Thanks for uh, 12 minutes of total entertainment last Saturday. Appreciate it. Good well. Stuff. I'm glad I I'm glad I could be there for you, Kevin. <laughs> and more power to more power to Lucy for putting right. up with you. I hope she's still sleeping. That's all yeah. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> no, she 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 heard the whole thing. When I I'm out uh I'm out working on a, a batch of kingfish, yep. To and from the grocery store and all that. Good good for well, you. Good. I, hope, I, hope right? she, I hope she's laughing at you right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, probably. She, uh, she's like, "Did you hear what they was talking about?" And I was like, "Well, yeah, I kind of heard it, <laughs> kind of, sorta." Sure did about a hundred thousand other people. Well, yeah, honey, yeah. but in my defense, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now, now you know you got buddies when they throw your yeah. name right out there. Yeah. It could have went, you know, I talked to this I, person and we were talking, but no, he threw right yeah, out. He I, said, "Beer money and Chris Stevens." Yeah, I, I and, and and uh, just uh, just anticipate, Chris. Yeah. 
Anticipate. Hey, anticipate the text messages yes. and phone calls from the people that are listening. To anticipate how much sour cream you put in a kingfish. Right. <laughs> uh, we'll send you a number for counseling later. Yeah, that's right. That'll Absolutely. be a text message, yep. too. Yeah. All right, buddy. Have, have a great a good weekend. Bye, right, brother. Enjoy your weekend. Yes, sir. Y'all take care. See right. you. See you. Uh, six four one ten ten. I guess we're not getting any of that kingfish no. dip. No. no way. Hey, you got a big shoulder around yeah, us. Yeah, if we I, can't pick on you, I, can't handle right. it. You're I, out. I, I totally anticipate we're not getting any kingfish. Nope. <laughs> yeah, right nope. here on the Nimnik <laughs> Chevrolet Outdoor Show, brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. Wow. That's an oldie. CDB. Never did think it ever would happen again. Never did think. Anticipate. <laughs> Got to anticipate. Hey, he just sent me a picture of the grill with the kingfish on, so I yeah. sent him a text back. Yeah. I said, we I guess getting... we are not anticipating it. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hey, if you have any uh, plumbing issues, and thank goodness um, I haven't. Like, well, I went through my plumbing issues a few months ago. You did? Uh, those my, are the worst. Oh, they, you know. Sump pump went out, and then my main water line broke. Uh, Duck Duck Rooter, 862-6769. Thanks, Jeff, for taking care of me at the Favor House. But, yeah, <laughs> haven't had to call that number in a while. And I'm, That's a good thing. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy I'm, about yeah, it. Yeah. But when you do call, somebody answers the, the phone. phone. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank you. Big plus. That's a big plus. Big plus. All right, let's go talk to Captain Dennis this morning here on the Nimdick Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Good morning, Captain Dennis. Good morning, fellas. Hey, how Dennis, are you, how are you, sir? I enjoy listening to you guys this morning. It's been a good show. Yes, sir. Well, thank you. <laughs> well, thank you. You guys are talking. You guys <laughs> talking about your best fishing trips? Yes. Is that what you're talking about? Well, I mean, we uh, Charles called in to tell his best fishing trip. He was reminiscing about his dad. Yep. <laughs> I understand. Well, I got are one. You, there's goes back there, there's to no years. way. There's no way that you have <laughs> one trip, Captain Dennis. You've been doing this too long. That you can't, there's no I, way you I've can been pick doing up. For, We've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. But when I was seven, eight years old, um, mm-hmm. my grandfather was kind of like my guiding light. Okay. Mm-hmm. My dad always worked and we had five kids in the family. So he was always working, trying to support them. So I didn't have much time with him. My grandfather, my mother's side was the guy who stood in his father for me. Uh, but yeah, he, he used to take me fishing in creeks and stuff. And when I was two and three years old, riding on his shoulders. And uh, we'd go catch bass and stuff. Uh, and we'd, he'd be wading that water up to, his, up to his neck, kind of. I'd be sitting on his shoulders, right, reeling the fish <laughs> in. But uh, it was kind of cool. Uh, so we, I went about five years old. I went with him one time and uh, got home. And my mother says, Dad, you must have had a good day. Uh, I did. I, we caught about eight bass. And uh, <laughs> I didn't realize what she was talking about till later. But on his forehead, he had these little bumps and cuts. Where the bottom of his steel fishing rod was bouncing on the table when I was doing it in. But that was that was the start of it. And then I was eight years old. He came by the house one day. He says, Marguerite, that's my mother. He says, I think this boy's ready to go fishing. Well, I was always ready to go fishing. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't know what he was talking about. And he told her, he says, Well, why don't you go get his stuff ready? Well, I didn't need stuff. You know, I, I, we went fishing. You know? And she so came out with a suitcase. And I'm like confused. We jumped in his old granddad's model A Ford thing, whatever it was, and went down to Pensacola, Florida. It was only I wasn't destined then. That's right. why I was born and raised. Uh-huh. And uh, so we go to Pensacola, and here's this 110 foot motor sailor sitting there. Mm. That was a commercial fishing boat that I didn't know anything about. So he 
got me on the boat, got underway at about six o'clock in the afternoon, and two days later we pulled into the west end of Cuba. Wow. <laughs> it's wow. Called, a place called the, it's called the Isle of Pine. Uh, we pulled up in there, and the, the bottom looked like it was orange. I, I, I was confused. I didn't know what. I never saw orange bottom before. But he threw the anchor out. He had four crewmen on there with him. They all got masks and fins on and gloves and jumped over the side, and they started pulling up lobster and putting them on a the hoop net. Wow. <laughs> they just go down and mash them together and throw them in the net. That was Unreal. his live bait. That was a live bait for him. <sighs> wow. And, and, and at night, we'd go anchor down uh, about 85 feet of water just off the little ledge there. Um, there was no nobody there. This was 1950-something. Wow. Okay? Uh, and so about 11 o'clock at night, he had his lights turned on. And he goes up in the bow and says, let me show you something, son. So I go up there and look over the side, and the boat looked like it had whiskers below the water. And, and he had this net. It was a, like a reverse, about, about three foot wide, about a foot deep. And it was bent at 90 degrees. He put it down on the hull and raked it up and got all these big squid on it. Wow. And that, that was that was his, that was the other bait, these big squid. They, they caught about four or 500 pounds of them. Wow. Of that. Just dipping the and net down the and just lifting it. Well, Just, just raking the hull, picking them up. So they were and, uh, attracted so we by the put, lights then? Yeah, pulled to the boat. And so we got underway the next morning, 260 degrees, going straight to Yucatan Peninsula, uh, the sea mountains there. They call it sea mountains. And uh, we, we went through about 12,000, 13,000 feet of water. Wow. And never forget the smell inside that cabin with this big old Ray, Raytheon depth finder. It's about three foot tall and two foot wide. It's a, a, a paper machine. Yep. And that thing would burn the paper and it would smoke the house out. <laughs> So you had that pukey smell in there all the time. Oh. So we we come up on this, this peninsula, and it starts going up from about 10,000 feet up to about 400 feet. And that's top of the seamount. And you just threw the anchor out, backed up, that 18-hook rigs, uh, stretched down the deck. It'd be an alternating squid, lobster, squid, lobster, squid, and thumb over the side. And they had the old mechanical uh, commercial reels then with the, with the tractor-trailer tire, uh, tractor-trailer uh, uh, Spring on it, right? And a pulley. Yeah, yep. And I never forget the sound. Click, 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 click. You know when they would wind it up. But that thing would go over the side and go down about 250 feet, and it starts stopping. Fish were stopping it, and it would clock it. And you see that that, that tractor spring. This is big duty now. And that thing would just bend and start shaking and rattling and rolling. And the guys would get up on Coca-Cola crates to turn the handles on the reels. And they get them going, you know, click, 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 coming up, and all of a sudden it's just like flying up because they're getting gas in their system. Right. And they're floating. Right. And you pop up with 200-pound groupers, 40-pound snappers, all this stuff floating around the boat on a rig. They had a boom that went over the side to gaff it and put the put the, uh, the end of the gaff in a, in a uh, pelican hook. Right. And pick them up and sling them on the deck. And uh, my grandfather turned me into the shoot man. The shoot man was the guy who pushed the fish down to shoot down the ice hole. <laughs> <laughs> so, here it goes. They also had a vat. They catch a bunch of these fish. They gut them out and run through this wash. Uh, and the wash was designed to kill any bacteria on the fish. And then it come to me, and I had to put them down to the shoot. Well, it took one 200-pound Warsaw and me, and we went down together. <laughs> <laughs> Into the hole? <laughs> Yeah, about uh, 20 feet down through there, oh, <laughs> right, right into the ice house. <laughs> oh, I would have been claustrophobic. Yep. Oh, my gosh. But that was that was my first experience 
as, as a kid with my grandfather. How about wow. that? That's awesome story. Thank you. And you we'll, know, we'll, it, we'll never forget it. I'm telling you, it won't, it won't ever happen. We'll do, never forget that. Do you have any pictures from that time? I did not. I, my, I've got some pictures from Destin that people have passed on to me right. uh, over the years. But he used to run three charter boats out of, out of uh, Destin also when he wasn't on his commercial boat. Man, you ought to write a um, book. So, 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 Dennis is just curious. Um, did you make any money on that trip, or were you just a hand? I was just there. Okay, and I, I, I was totally into it. Trust me. He yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I would have, I would have been too. I mean, I, I, I no get it. I didn't know if they, you know, gave you a hundred bucks or something. I was just curious. Yeah. Oh, they were stuff always coming to the house for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, kids. so how how many days did y'all fish like that? Were there? We had, this is weird now. The old man sitting up in the cabin. And he's sitting there, he, he keeps rubbing his forehead, looking to the southeast. And uh, I didn't know what he was doing. He says, boys, we got to get out of here. We didn't have weather stations then. Right. And it was nothing like that, you know? Right. You, you're out of communications range with anybody from down there yeah. when you're down that far south. And he just had a feel for weather changes. And sure as heck, man, we turned that thing back back to the north northeast, back into Pensacola. And a hurricane came through there right where we was at. You know, wow. we, we were back home before it hit anywhere. It hit wow. Texas, but didn't hit us. Wow. But he just had that feeling, you know, he, he'd been there so long doing it. Uh, but that's cool. Yeah, you know? that's way So y'all would bring all those, more. y'all bring all those fish in and more. you sell them? There's about 50,000 pounds of them they sold. Wow. Wow. But they're, the, I wish they worked for a place called Nashville, Florida. It's called the, uh, Spent Seafood is what it's called then. Okay. But, but that's all done. It's all history now, but. That's what got me woke up as far as fishing goes, and I've enjoyed it ever since. Absolutely, me and you both, brother. Thank you, Dennis. Yep. That was awesome. Okay, guys. All right, buddy. They, they leave you, but I got to get going. Okay. <laughs> 10 <Ten> for. <laughs> All right. Best to you and Judy now. See you. Take care. Y'all hit. Be good. All right. Yeah, see you. It, 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 it's funny, though. Um, you, you, So many fishermen, the first thing they always talk about is bass fishing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And and I think it's funny. We, I've never done it. I know. Well, I think, we, you know, 90% of us started out. That's how I started Yeah, out. absolutely. Freshwater fishing. Freshwater fishing. You I know? mean, we did it a lot. I and mean, then we had ponds and lakes all around yeah, the woods where I grew up. Yeah, always. Know? I mean, as is, is, is far back as I can remember, you know, I mean, four or five years old or whatever, bass fishing. Brim fishing was, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you dig your own worms. Made my own hooks out of my grandmother's pins. Yeah. You know? yeah, I did too. Yeah. Straight pins. Straight pins. Had yeah. big old flat heads on yep, it. That's it. Big old flat heads on it. You know, tie yep. a little like six pound test on there. Right. And put it on like a, a cane pole. And we used to go fish the ditches that ran into the creeks that ran into the yeah. ponds. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The ditches and, were the best. And catch brim yep. and warmouth bass. Yep. You and, break you off a little piece of stick. Yeah. Cork. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Heck yeah. It's good memories, man. Well, that no, was I Captain. mean, I can I can live with what Dennis because I mean, yeah, I mean, in back of the days, eighteen, nineteen years old, those didn't have electric bandit reels, but they right. exactly it sounded like a dinner bell just going click, 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 click. Every turn of the handle was a click. You right. know, every six feet you gained or whatever, right. eight feet you gained on these big reels, and you just sat there and you could never keep any foam or anything on because it would just wear off by yeah. turning the handle. So you oh, just. Yeah electrotape the entire i mean i mean three inches right. stick just to get a grab on it and all the time you had nothing but calluses and blisters all over from turning them handles yeah i remember well, those days all right, it let's was take great. a break when we come back we got a kirby co cooking tip of the week we really? have, from kirk yeah uh, yeah and and uh it looks really good by it, the it, way it and then uh, uh, weather and awesome. the tides right here on the nimnik buick gmc outdoor show brought to you by duck duck rooter 
Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show brought to you by Duck Duck Gruder. Uh, right now, Kirk, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you do a, a, a Kirby Co. cooking tip because it, this looks fantastic. It really is. I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah. It, it just, looks yeah, it fantastic. Yes. I wonder how it tastes. Yes. Well, yeah. I could have cooked it yesterday, but, yeah, but you, no, when you fry yeah. food the night yeah. before and then try to heat it it's up the next two, it doesn't taste good. Well, you guys always talk about this copper crisper thing to right? warm no, them up. Brought, I think no, you're you brought, I could have brought my air fryer in I here. I could have brought my air fryer. Exactly. There you go. Well, yeah, yeah. Next, yeah. Next time. One of yeah, these whatever. Days. That's poor planning, Kirk. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> it is. Yeah. It truly is. So anyway, this is a recipe I actually got from Captain Steve Mullen, and it's it's for shrimp. Fritters. So basically what you do is you take two pounds of shrimp, you clean them and you devein them, you know, which is very easy to do. And you cut it up into small pieces. So you basically put it on a cutting board and chop it up. And then you take two cups of flour, two tablespoons of baking powder, four uh, tablespoons of tiger sauce. I like tiger because it's hot sweet. Mm -hmm. Uh, A little bit of Old Bay. You can use two tablespoons. Uh, Two teaspoons would probably be better. Uh, Two eggs. One whole Valdelia onion chopped and chopped up well. One green pepper chopped and chopped up well. One yellow pepper chopped and two teaspoons of garlic powder. And you mix them all together and you can basically come up with a concoction that looks like you're making bread, bread dough. Yeah, hush puppies. And yeah, just like hush puppies. And then you heat the peanut oil to about 325 till it bounces. And you just take a tablespoon and get you a little dollop of it and drop it down in there. And man, dollop. I'll tell you what, it's... Dollop. It it really comes out good. It looks it looks, it looks amazing. Really good. Yeah, the, it does. The one recipe I really like is to get uh, a little bit of hot sauce and mix it with orange orange marmalade Ooh. Uh, jelly mm-hmm. or preserves, and dip it in that. And that is just Oof. that is money, man. That or pink sauce. I prefer marmalade. Yeah, marmalade. Just because I like so, saying marmalade. Marmalade. Orange marmalade. <laughs> like marmalade. And a hot I like sauce. you know you know what my favorite is. Marmalade. A dollop of marmalade. A dollop yeah. of a dollop. marmalade. Yep. Yep. Mix what it is all a dollop? Up. Now, uh, I, I tell you, another good sauce is the old uh, honey mustard. Works real good too. You know, that's a good one. I wonder, like sweet and sour sauce. Yeah, that too. It's really good though. It's, you know, I, I I've been eating conch fritters for years, and and when he tried this and turned it on to us, I was like, man, this is really good. Yeah. I mean, it turned because conch ain't us. cheap anymore. By the way. Do what now? Conk ain't cheap anymore, by the way. Nothing's cheap anymore. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I've been to the grocery store. I go to the grocery store all the time. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. We yeah. hit the Walmart yeah. grocery store, and even Walmart. When's the last time expensive. you went into the grocery store and didn't spend 100 Oh, my God. No. There is no time. It's, it's, it's crazy. No, well, we go to Costco every other week, and I drop 400 at Costco. It's yeah. sick. And that's just it, on food. That's not yeah. getting, yeah. you know. Agreed, Chris. Everything's five bucks. I mean, you Toilet know. paper, paper Box towels. of rice, five bucks. Yeah. You know? Nope. A bag of flour, five we were bucks. talking on the way up about it. That now, potato chips, six bucks. Yeah, and it's half empty. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, the, the portions are smaller and the prices are higher. Well, I mean, look, Chris, here's a great example. Starting at the beginning of the summer, yep. we, we had 20 pound bags of ice. Yeah. And we yep. had 10 pound bags of ice. Yeah. yeah. All right. The 20 pound bags were five bucks. Now they're 16. And, and, and well, no. And, and they, the 10 bags were 250. All right. Now there are no 20 pound bags. And ten pound bags. The bags are sixteen pounds and seven pounds. Right. And it's six dollars for a sixteen pound bag now. <laughs> and That's I mean, so stupid. And, and, well, so, I guess, by the way, well, we're seven using pounds better of ice water. Doesn't even doesn't even fill up my Yeti. No. Yeah. No. I mean, the hell, a yeah. seven pound bag of ice. I need Agreed. eighty to hundred pounds. Yeah. You know what? Keep the fish. Seven hundred pound ice maker does the job. I know. Mm. I was just. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. 
I hear you. All right, so get off ice. my lawn. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. Real quick, let's go talk to Jonathan, <laughs> and then we, we got to do a weather in the tides. Good morning, Jonathan. Uh, hey, good morning. What's up, buddy? Not much. Uh, just want to tell you guys a quick story. We went out this past Monday, me and my brother. We went to go throw a uh, cast on the beach to get some pogies, uh, do a little trolling on the beach, mm-hmm. and there was mahi-mahi just south of the Jack's Beach Pier right in front of Hannah Park. And at first we were like, what are they doing this far in? And then we started throwing lures at them. They would never come up and actually hit it, but they would follow it all the way to the boat. And it was juvenile dolphin out there this past Monday. We were just blown away that they were that far in. Wow. Well, I, I've, I've never seen a dolphin on the beach. I've no, never seen one I either. Was, I, I, like, I, I caught a sailfish on I could never, I mean, well, I never saw a sailfish on the beach before. Oh, I've caught plenty of sails on the beach. I mean, never. crap, yeah. that bluefin tuna was in Nassau Sound just a couple weeks ago. I yeah. Mean, what, 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 I yeah. mean, I've never heard of that. Well, of course not. We've never heard heard of that. But that's that's awesome, Jonathan. That's that's cool. Did y'all get any pictures? Uh, we did it, but we were like blown away. At first, we were like, "What in the world? Like, what are they doing?" But there was tons of bait out, and the water temp was close to eighty six degrees. Yep. So we just figured they were in there just having a feast on all the pogies that were up on the beach, and we were just trying to get bait to go offshore. Wow. But it was pretty cool to see. Yeah. How, how deep of water were y'all in? You know how deep the water was. Yeah, it was about thirty to forty foot. Okay, all right. Wow. <laughs> hey, yeah, just yeah. south of the Jack's Beach Pier. A- ain't no gates. Ain't no gates, ain't baby. No gates. <laughs> Jimmy Thanks, Tria. Jonathan. Appreciate it, buddy. That's a good story. Never, I, I've been out there my whole life, and I've never seen a dolphin on the beach. Me neither. Uh, mahi. Yep. Wow. How cool. That 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 is cool. All right, I'm going to do a uh, weather update brought to you by the Bearded Pig Best Barbecue of Jacksonville. Yeah, wait for that southeast wind. Yes, yeah, sir. Right uh, here, here you go, Kurt. Re- rest of the day. <laughs> Southeast winds, 5 to 10, coming right at you. Oof, lovely. Uh, yep, Sunday, uh, southeast 10 to 15. They've, they've increased that, by the way. Mm. Oh, they uh, changed so, it again? So, Sunday is southeast 10 to 15, 3 to 4 tomorrow. Uh, Monday, five, uh, 5 knots out of the east, increasing to 10 to 15 knots in the afternoon, 3 to 4. Tuesday, east to northeast winds at 10. Yes, they've changed the forecast. Since, since Thursday, since, that's crazy. Since, one, no, since 7 o'clock this morning. Actually, since 7 o'clock this morning because yeah. you did it. That's yep. right. That's yep. right. Duh. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, Wednesday, northeast 5 to 10, and then east 10 to 15 Wednesday night. So we are going to have an onshore breeze, and, and and I'm sure that a lot of this is going to change according to what the storms do coming off of mm-hmm. Africa, too. So we need to keep an eye on that. Well, yeah. I know last year that – that we were into the kingfish season, it was really good all summer long, and then we hit the first week of September, and I think we got one more week, and then it was over. I mean, we started getting northeast flows. Oh, yeah. Nothing heavy, nothing right. intense, but it changed everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. The ocean got choppy, and you just couldn't get out there. Right. You know? I, I don't know that I'll kingfish another day this year. I mean, I'll have no. the kingfish rods on the boat when I'm tarpon fishing, but yeah. um, for, for the most part, it's... It's, um, it's flounder rods and tarpon rods for yeah, me. Yep, yeah, yep, yep, yep. I'm with you. Well, the tides are brought to you by Angie Subs, the finest sub shop right there in Jack's Beach at the corner of Pimmon and Beach Boulevard. Good tides for the next couple of days. Uh, there's a high tide approaching right now at 11.14. We had a low tide at 4.50 this morning. And even on the peak high, I think it was 4.5 this afternoon. I think it's a 4.4. So good time to fish the beach yeah. if you're going to fish. Uh, it's going to push a lot of clear water up in there midday, and I kind of like those kind of tides. Yes, no, I, 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 I do. Too. That, those are beach fishing tides. Yep. Perfect. You know, I yeah. hate the low water side too. of tides. Yeah, I, it, it, when you go out there and you set that bait down, and it gets set out in about four inches, and you can't see it. You're oh. like, Ugh. Uh, yeah, that's right. You, know, you go but, do something else, and there's nothing to do, and then you come back, you go, uh, yeah. I guess I'm just going to put the time in. Yeah, that's right. Put the time in. Yeah, but you know, one thing I did find on the beach this week, I haven't seen in a long time. I was coming back on uh, – 
on Monday. And uh, I think we jumped a tarpon off, and we saw quite a few fish, but I was coming back, and uh, I got right about to the gate station and looked, and there was this giant purple pod. <laughs> it was about 50 jacks, all about been 30. a lot of jacks around yeah. this summer. <laughs> yeah, there has been. But this is one of those... I mean, you know, oh my gosh, the, moments. The, the, the daisy chain thing. Yeah, you know? man, those are fun and, to catch. Man, too. and I just come out of gear, you know, because we were going home, and I grab a spinning rod. I don't say anything. No, you know? uh-uh. I did. I'm, and I'm, my guys look at me. What are we doing? You know, say, hey, come up here, come up here. You know, I idle up there, there, and I throw that that pokey in the middle of that, and it looks chaos. Boom, I mean, they're boom, all boom, boom. yeah, boom, 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 boom. That's so cool and, to watch them uh, try to eat it. Yeah, so so we ended up catching like four or five of those out of that school, and they were there the next day too. So it was. It's a day saver. Absolutely. It's Those a are a blast. On the eighth fish. day, God created Jack Jacks. for charter captains, <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you. Hey, yeah. I got to ask you a question, Kirk. You spent a lot of time offshore. Yes, sir. I, in the last two years, Captain Zach Timms is one who turned me on to it, and he makes fun of me. I pull a dredge, a mile-large dredge, no weight on it, just a mile-large dredge when I'm offshore. Really? I haven't done that in a few years. I'm probably guilty I like not. it. Because yeah. once I get like my kingfish bites and I've had all what I can handle, mm-hmm. I don't run a downrigger. I mean, I pull everything up, mm-hmm. and then I strictly pull four baits, and I'll have a mylar dredge, no weighted. Just it just sits there and shines. I, I, why? Why? Because I catch a lot more selfish that way, or I think I feel as though I do. <laughs> you think you do? Makes you feel good. Makes yeah, you feel better. If it makes you feel good, try That's right. It. Absolutely. I remember Eddie Smith used to always tell me. I still have two of them that he gave me. He gave me some stretch uh, lures, those big old plastic, mm-hmm. uh, what do you call them, um, stretch 20s or tw- stretch yeah, 30s yeah, or whatever yeah, yeah, they yeah. are. Right. I still got the two that he gave me, and he would always carry them, and he'd say, look, don't ever hesitate to put one of these out back if you're not getting any strikes on live baits and try it and see it. Have you, you know? done it? I haven't. <laughs> no, I, haven't I mean, either. I'm guilty. I, and I, I carry them I in the boat them. all the yeah. time. Oh, yeah, we yeah. Got, I got Shimano ones. That I got the ones that Brian uh, Dufek Yeah, Brian Dufek. Yeah, I, I got, I got all those. Uh, you know, you know why still we, in plastic. You, you know why we did that? Because th- that was COVID year. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. there was no bait. Yeah. I mean, there was there was none. No, no the whole right. summer. Yeah. It was It was awful. I mean, I yeah, lost we were two years of my life. Yeah, we complained. And that's what we went to Brian's. I'm like, we got to start learning how to, if this continues. Right. We're going to have to start learning how to. Fish artificials. Nope. Yeah. You know? And thank goodness. By the way, I've never seen bait like this in no. St. Augustine. Yeah, it's, it's been thick. It's been good. I, I, Kirk, it's, it's, it's beyond thick. Yeah. It's, there's, and I'm not exaggerating what I want to tell you, there, there was 40 acres of it this week. It, it maybe maybe 100 acres. Mm-hmm. I was driving down A1A and wow. I could see them out in 20 feet of water. Wow. Yeah. Flipping. Biomass. I mean, that's how thick it is. Yeah, I mean, it's it's you 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 don't open a net right now. I yeah. promise you, you yeah, cannot I, I, do yeah, not open. I, I've your got net. two live wells, and and uh, you thought one time you, you just black out both of them. It's 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 unreal. I tell you, I threw that nine footer this week, and and I, boy, I couldn't lift that thing. I had to dump half the net to get it in the boat. Yeah, yeah, but it, it, as soon as these fish start doing a southerly migration, and I'm talking specifically tarpon, it's going to be wide open. They're, they're going to run into that school. And they're going to go, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah. I dinner mean, is served. Yeah, yeah. yeah because uh, uh, there hasn't been any fishing at Harvard. No. You know, and, and the problem is, the problem is, even if there's one in there, you know. What are the odds? What are the odds? Yeah, you know, I right. mean, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, what do, you do, what do you think you do to that account? You're talking about 50 if, if, million if, pogies if, in if, this if, one if, batch. If they're feeding, if there's 10, 15, 20 fish in there, you'll catch them. Yeah. But a blow up here, a blow up there. 
Um, don't mean nothing. That, that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. No. I mean, you, you want can, a small little little man, you, twenty you, foot yeah, pods. Yeah, that's that's what you want. You want those small little, little bait balls. Yeah, yeah man. little bait yep, balls. Yep, little yep, yep, yep. And if you get a fish in their feed, and there's damn good chance you're going to catch it. But those those um, massive ones are those, hard. Those massive ones are tough. You know? Not unless you got like thirty or forty tarpon in there. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I I haven't seen that all week. I I did see on Tuesday the last pod that we pulled up to had about ten fish on it. Really, and they were. Blowing up and swimming around, and that was that was that I'll was. I'll never that forget that Whit Whitlock Bay, man. Oh, you and I gosh. were down there yep. on Crescent Beach, and there was tarpon everywhere. Yes, and all of a sudden, I hear, I hear the Blackhawk, and I'm right into the middle of the school, shut everything down. I was like, oh man, <laughs> they were so fired up, man. The old, the old shamrock, yeah, old single screw diesel. Yep. 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 But uh, no, it's it's. Uh, I think I, I think it's going to be a good week. Uh, it, you know, I, I, like I said, kingfishing's kind of done, but um, I'm into tarpon mode anyway, and uh, yeah. and deer mode. Agreed. Yeah, it's yeah. coming. Yeah, it's 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 right around the corner. Ready for uh, some cool weather. I think it's time to wax the rods and put them up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I think I think so too. Um, but like I said, I'm I'm looking forward to getting in the woods, but it is too damn hot right now to, to go up there. I mean, it's um that place is smoking hot. Oh. But it sounds like, from from what I understand, Kirk, the mornings have uh, gotten into the sixties, so that that would that would be nice. Go in the woods. You better be wearing the bug spray though, bug spray, and to put some uh, that uh, bends on your ankles and your wrists to keep the ticks off. You know. Uh, oh, in the next week or two, too, we should be getting a bug spray on because the yellow flies are going to be horrendous out there on the water. Yeah, they're already out. They're already, already out. out. Yeah. Already at my house. At my oh, they house. are. I was getting. Oh no, I haven't seen them yet. Okay. Terrible. Yeah, they're I haven't out. seen them at my house yep, yet. Yep. The, the the love bugs are next. Yeah. Love bugs are next. I love a love bug. <laughs> Folks, as usual, the <laughs> Mimic Chevrolet Outdoor Show, brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter, has some other fine sponsors: Angie Subs, Atlantic Coast Marine, CNH Marine, Coastal Equipment, Consignment Boat Sales, Hagen Coastal Outfitters, LV Harris Inc., Ring Power, Standard Feed and Seed. Strike Zone, Thick Pen, Valentino Custom Boats, Whalen Bay Boats, Whalen Bay Marine, I should say. Thanks, guys, for helping me out this week. Randy Marion Cadillac, Wild West Guns and Gold, Shimano, Kirby Cove Builders, Inc. For Captain Scott Shank. That's me. <laughs> Captain Kirk Waltz and my good buddy <laughs> spinning hits, Chris Wayne. Yo! <laughs> Remember, anything you do in the outdoors, always think safety first. Y'all have a wonderful weekend. Go Jags. See ya. See ya. See ya. I think tomorrow is National Tequila Day. Oh, give me an excuse. Yeah. <laughs>